Search, ponder, pray. Is this the place? Good evening, brothers and sisters. Welcome to Sunday Night Fireside. This is Bobby, and with me is Kendra. Hi. Hey, Kendra. And we are very excited to have J.D. Borg on this week's episode. Welcome, J.D. Hello. <laughs> thank you for having me. Hello. Um, yeah, I mean, I, we... We just this. I'm like I. I don't really know you, JD. Kendra, you are really close. So, <laughs> guys, this is JD. He is my friend. Uh, we go back to high school. We were high school friends. We had lots of um, crowd crossover. Yeah. yeah are you my brother's age, JD? Um, no. He's how old like are you? My brother's age. Two years. I oh, you're younger than us. Okay, so that's I'm, probably I'm why I don't. Okay. Okay, that makes sense now. Okay. Yeah. But I am 30 now, so I don't know how much longer I get to call myself a youngin. As long as you want. (laughs) For three more years, and then you'll be older than Jesus. Oh. Um, Yeah, that was a big deal. I think Chad, Chad's my partner, had a Mm -hmm. um, uh, minor episode when he realized he was Jesus age. So. I well, I do. I was telling everybody. Conversation with you're older than Jesus. You never got crucified, and he was like, "That's <laughs> too far. <laughs> That's too far." Wait, wait, wait. Is your partner uh, religious? Um, that is a good little topic. So, <laughs> let's talk about someone else right off, right off. Not um, you. Let's talk about your partner. <laughs> He, so I think that's one reason why we started dating and why we were attracted to each other at first was because of our backgrounds in Mormonism and trying to figure that out. But um, as we've dated, I mean, we've been together for five years plus now, and I've kind of grown more out of it than he has. I think he really enjoys the spiritual aspect and respects the experiences that he has there. But w- I think we're b- both in kind of the same place about like the church as an organization. So... Yeah. Why would two homosexuals not like the the LDS church? I I don't get it. (laughs) Weird. It's like they don't want us in the club or something. You can't sit with us. So, yeah, JD grew up in Richfield. He knows a bunch of guys. Not just Richfield. Hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Richfield. Sorry. Annabelle, right? Oh, Sigurd. Okay, okay, okay. Where the other Elvies are. No, we don't talk about those (laughs) (laughs) for many reasons. (laughs) No, 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 no. Okay, this is probably okay. The All Reds. Did you grow up next? Were you by Arden? Arden is (coughs) Brent All All Red. Brent, yeah, yeah, yeah. Arden, yeah, All Red. Did you? Yeah, that's my dad's cousin. That's how we know each other. Abby and I were best friends growing up. Oh my god, that is a deep cut. We've 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 uh, probably go karted together at his house. Uh, down like right next to the river where his house yeah like where you almost the d- like the whole the freeway <laughs> does he get yeah. mad every time too like this damn water <laughs> no he was a very um, laid-back guy i loved him yeah he was i mean i don't really remember but I, they, he had three kids katie brandy nabby and yeah Abby that was is, my wow BFF. a deep cut <laughs> yeah i actually um that was like one of the last funerals I attended was his, and uh, oh. they they sang "Wish You Were Here," and I just sobbed. <laughs> like Aww. I was just like, "Oh my god!" 
And it was weird, too, because, like, I've told the story about, you know, running into Abby for the first time on my with my dad. But uh, we would go hang out at his house on the weekend all the time. She always wanted me to go with with her. So huh. I, lo- I loved him. He was he was cool. I loved hanging out at his house. Uh, he probably didn't like me there all the time. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I watched moved. my first porno there. And I also found my oh. first Playboy at his camper. Whoa. So, <laughs> that's, that's a so deep funny. cut. <laughs> so my cousin moved in to their house after he moved out. And uh-huh. that's where I watched some of my first porn, too, on their well, he had the channels. They had the free channels for some reason. Yeah. Well, he's a fucking bachelor. And he had a water bed. I was like, That's how we dirty. know each other, Bobby. We watched porn in the same place. And <laughs> oh, the so same weird. red chairs. Gross. <laughs> 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 hey, wait, Bobby. I have... This is the real way I know you. I absolutely remember you from middle school oh Ready? god what did i do so this is why <laughs> what the hot goss did. is so funny with senor gublar because oh, senor you gublar! were the aide you were the teacher's aide in the english class that oh, i well, was that, in as that, a sixth that checks grader out. was i obnoxious or what you taught me how to spell restaurant because he made the fuck fun of me that still haunts me to this day that's how i know how to spell restaurant every time i write out restaurant i have that memory of him being like bobby you don't know how to spell restaurant <laughs> I think so, he, all t- he taught us all how to spell restaurant that day. I want you to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, At least someone remembers I was, this. <laughs> I was the super annoying. I think I might have had a little crush on you. Oh, hey. I, didn't, I don't think I knew what, like, crushes were back then. He's like, she's but, so like, masculine. <laughs> <laughs> Her jinkos are so cool. not what I was thinking of. <laughs> Dude, I was wearing jinkos. It's okay if you were thinking that. <laughs> I was too afraid to be gay back then. Yeah, that's that's as fair. I was you a, got I was beat a up comfort. after school back then. Oh, I think man. a lot of gays look at me and think beard. It's fine. <laughs> it's been said. <laughs> it has you know, been said. You know who's else beard she's been, so. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, you can type it in the chat. I haven't been anyone's beard necessarily, but I've definitely been like the girl that the gays are hanging out with to make suspicion be less there. <laughs> Oh. Which is, I mean, not a, it's not even a bad thing. It's just like, he must not be gay because he's hanging out with Bobby or something. Because he's hanging out with oh. a chick with huge tits. I don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> not, it's not even a bad thing whatever to me. I'm like, whatever. About. I'm honestly like, if that gives you safety in school, I'm fine with that. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah, growing up, I didn't, I had some weird experiences and I, I don't know. Chad said it was like, oh, the worst thing was to grow up gay in a small town. And I wouldn't, I don't know if I totally agree anyway but it's a whole thing why do you guys what are what are your differences of opinion in that so chad is from a small town in idaho and i think his experience is just so different than ours was in richfield he's like a out-of-towner in his small town he was an implant from upstate new york so like yeah they don't take kindly to fit in period yeah Anyway, so whereas, like, most of the people we went to school with, we've been sco- going to school with, like, the whole time we were attending school. Right. We all so. got traumatized by Annie Banks together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have to I, talk about that in our Supernatural episode. Yeah, sure. we really do. But do you agree that that was, like, something that bonded us, JD? Do you think that Absolutely. Annie Banks... It's trauma bonding. You, Are you It's trauma me? bonding for sure. Absolutely. Like, you look forward to this 
trip in third grade where they take you up to Fish Lake and you meet Annie Banks and then you're, you're there. also terrified the whole time. And like then the whole leading up to you. She runs out of the forest and like chases you and kidnaps <laughs> kids and you're like, oh my god, I'm gonna die tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and you just uh, cuddle and you're like, I don't care. I'll never forget Jeremy Blackett just screaming. <laughs> and it was these Wait, like high school football players football kidnapping players children and taking them yeah. in the forest. And for there was like reason, seven of them coming in from all different angles. For some reason, going to school in sixth grade, how do I, because I transplanted to Richfield, that is the first thing I heard about Jeremy Blackett was that he was the one who screamed. <laughs> <laughs> People don't forget. <laughs> they don't forget. Not in that grade, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I actually thought it was like, I remember because Jeremy and I have always been friends, and I was like, he's the oldest. That's so not fair because I was the baby. <laughs> so I had three siblings to be like, okay, here's what's going on. And right. like, Zach was a, my Baldo's brother was a football player. So he's like, just so you know. <laughs> and, <I'm> like, <laughs> and so, like, and then they even told us old, uh, us youngest kids to be like, you gotta, if you know what the gig, you gotta like be nice. Play along. Yeah, like, they prepped up, us. Play along. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, JD and I are the oldest, so we had and so no is Jeremy. Preparation. So like the fact that people are still roasting him about that, I mean I brought it up, so <laughs> but you brought up restaurant man. <laughs> That's a deep cut trauma right there. I was like, fuck. But it did teach me it did teach me how to spell restaurant and I swear I work at a restaurant, so I see that word a lot. You spell That's it right. Probably because you become you became obsessed with the word restaurant that you're well, like, no, I should I've, work there. Like I always probably I always like visualize that moment of me standing at the whiteboard in front of the whole entire class while Mr. Senior Gublar roasts me because I don't want to spell restaurant. <laughs> really, Bobby? <laughs> if like, you guys don't learn how to spell restaurant now, look what you'll turn into. <laughs> this aid. <laughs> no, but like uh, it was like eight period and we were just there for like five minutes so it was like the end of school i just i remember that vividly so thank you for bringing it up jd i swear <laughs> i remember that i swear like i was in that class when you, that i happened. mean you were obviously because that's what i swear <laughs> i remember it oh my shame <sighs> well so, i guess you're part of a memory i have every single day so congratulations yeah, wow she thinks I'm about glad you more to than occupy me. so much mind space even though you don't know i do <laughs> Well, I was I was aware that there was a whole classroom full of children looking at me. <laughs> Sixth graders part. think you're got as cool because you can't spell restaurants. Like, no, oh my God, that Mr. Markwison instilled in us that six graders were nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and he Those instilled pesky that sixth into us when we were in sixth grade. <laughs> Did he ever call you a sixth grader when you weren't a sixth grader as like a put down? I'm sure, but I. I One don't time he did that to me, and I started to laugh. <laughs> I was like, all right, man, that was only two years ago, but okay. <laughs> and like looking back, like being called a sixth grader as an eighth grader was like so offensive. But like right now, <laughs> looking back, it's like they're the same thing. Like they act the same <laughs> goddamn way. <laughs> Actually, sixth graders are probably sweeter than eighth graders, honestly. Uh, that puberty hasn't quite hit yet. And they're yeah, scared. And then bam, so, there's so suddenly scared. so much to do. <laughs> <laughs> and then bam, senior Gublar walks into your life and everything changes. Can you, can, I you like, can you confirm my crush on him though? He, do you think he, did you have like a little crush on him, JD, or was it just absolutely me? not? Oh, oh fuck! Oh, I say absolutely. You got me, man. I may have had a crush. Let's see. This was definitely like formidable sexuality years, but like I may have had a crush on like Mr. Nilsson or Mr. Rasmussen. Oh, yeah. But like I don't. R.I.P. on Mr. Nilsson, by the way. I know, right? so sad um but yeah i don't have seven fingers so it was like of course he's gonna die (laughs) he lost his finger in my (laughs) i was in that class what 
Yes. I'm so jealous. I went and looked at the blood. You were in the all the hospital. classes. Yeah. I, what the hell? I must have just been in the right place at the right time. But I. <laughs> I swear, I and maybe not. Hand. Maybe I'm just like bullshitting and just like, like remembering the yeah. memory and putting myself there. Just like the self-centered, like, of course I was there. Everything no, I remember. I remember being class of sixth graders and being pissed. I remember it being sixth graders because I was like, "Fuck! All the good shit's happening in sixth graders." Because <laughs> the eighth graders came in right after, and there was like a string of blood on the floor. And I was like, "Shit!" <laughs> he was working on um, Weston Prisby's. Uh, little, oh, I forgot about that kid. You know the little can, the candy dispenser where he hollows out the middle with the the table saw. Anyway, uh, no, the I sliding mean, I mean little M M&M dispenser. Oh yes. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah I just okay. brought mine home from shop class. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the candy dispenser. So he was working on Weston Prisby's doing whatever he did. I think he was hollowing out the middle, and then he just like bolted and left. And Weston was like cold like ghost face was like oh my god i think he just lost a finger <laughs> um uh, poor yeah, weston he, he didn't have fingers before that though like he already didn't have fingers yeah it might have been like his other fingers <laughs> yeah. something no, that's what I, he I was missing like, two maybe, fingers maybe this guy should be the shop teacher <laughs> 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 like christ's sake mr nelson he's a guard <laughs> he's like here's what you could do kids now watch yeah. this <laughs> Do you remember the shop videos they made us watch that were just, like, oh. awful and gory? Oof. Yeah, I, I like, loved thing. every video he showed us. <laughs> every he single only, one. He only like, showed he us the prices the right all day. <laughs> uh, yeah, see, that was great, That's too. That's nice. Um, yeah. Long live the Price is Right. Thanks, Drew Carey, for taking the torch. <laughs> no, I mean, it was obviously not. It was the main guy. What's his name? I'm Bob Barker. Um, oh, Bob Barker. Bob, Bob Barker. So, Kendra and I, super good friends through high school even post high school a little bit pre-mission yeah, for you he molested my elbows elbows oh god <laughs> <laughs> i was like what <laughs> yeah his dad always teased us so because it w- do you remember the elbow like touching being a thing about like how you'd show you're interested in somebody to, like touch their elbows this is the most fucking Mormon conversation no, for real. i've ever had in my life no i went to a where co- did I went you to hear bond- it from I went to a bonfire yesterday and there was like a bunch of people from Connecticut there and this there was a hippie high on cocaine and he was just asking me a bunch of questions. And <laughs> Oh, is that how you shared the podcast with a bunch of new listeners? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she texted me to that. I got so many new listeners today. <laughs> well, I mean, he seriously, I was I I had the floor for like an hour and a half just asking me questions about Mormonism. And every time he'd ask me a question, I'm like, well, hey, there, I have an episode about it. Uh, but it's cool. I'll give you a little improv. <laughs> like if you're if you're not caught up yet, let me just fill you in. <laughs> Everyone's listening, don't you know? No, no, no. I only knew I I didn't know like any of the people there except for just a couple, uh, a, a gig. But like it was there was like six or seven people there, and I knew two of them. So like I the fact that I had the floor for that long was my dream come true. <laughs> nice center of attention, very much similar in that way. But we were talking about all of our dumb, weird Mormon culture because I was sitting next to a very gay uh, ex-Mormon. He went on his mission. I wanted to be on this podcast, too. But we were, like, talking about something. We were talking about baptisms for the dead. And the hippie on cocaine, tripping. He's tripping balls. (laughs) And he's like, what? And I'm like, honey, we got to pause and let him know what that is (laughs) real quick. Because, like, he was, like, freaked out a little bit. And I was like... And then he's like, oh, whoa, okay, okay. And then he's like, what about this? And what about this? 
Not as freaky as it sounds, but definitely has weird implications. <laughs> yeah, but it's just so funny that we casually drop that sentence all the time, and everyone's just like, uh-huh, yeah, that's so, that's so, what a blessing. There are so <laughs> many random, like, Mormon things, and Kendra, you're so good at this, at, like, reaching in the memory banks and, like, saying, like, weird phrases or things in Mor- yeah, she from really Mormonism. Is. I'm just like, I J- haven't thought J- about J- that in so long. It like pulls through when the he was listening to the trailer. He was like, "The name of Jesus Christ, Amen." Triggered the fuck out of me. <laughs> well, that one was me. I think. I think that one was me. Okay, check the text, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, maybe not. I do pull some of the humor way in here. I am not just like I the know, dumb I, one. I don't think you're the dumb one. What? What the hell you is going? You pull all the jokes. You pull all the jokes. No, so I don't. You both do have I good do that? Chemistry. Do I you're act funny. like that? We should wait, wait, not. Wait, no. we, we should not have a fight in front no, of a friend again. JD, maybe you should be our mediator. <laughs> 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 if I feel, I don't want to be like that person. So if I'm taking the Bobby, credit, you're out of line. You're taking too much funny from Kendra. That's Please give her true. some funny back. I just think he's funny. I just think you're the funny one. I don't. Uh, my I cry sister, too much. My sister tells me that she thinks you were the f- so fucking funny. She's like she told she's me that yesterday. Oldest. She's like, she's like Kendra is so funny. So don't give me your fucking ball. Kendra, okay? your your humor is spot on. Like, okay. you can nail some one liners throughout this. So you both <laughs> carry equal weight for funniness. Sorry that I needed to make this about me. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, sorry I took credit for your the name Jesus Christ Amen joke. I. We'll take your word for it. I'm glad you have our text conversations memorized. <laughs> it's, it's a, um, it's a uh, abuse form. I have to remember every single thing because I have to <laughs> replay the tapes for everyone in, in the room. Well, I will say that. I will say. Get the facts um, right, people. Yes. Sometimes, sometimes it is frustrating when you're not being abusive to be accused of being abusive just because mm. someone has trauma. Totally. <laughs> I'm not telling you you're abusive. I'm just saying that's a skill I have because I've had uh-huh. to rewind the tapes all the time. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Well. Okay. Well. I feel that. Okay. Can, okay. Five <laughs> so, seconds of just breathing. <laughs> so I was, um, we have to go back to Kendra's and mine relationship because oh, we yeah. were friends before she went on a mission, came back. I was in college or whatever. While she was at UVU, she met this handsome dude named Chad. He was my home was teacher. Home teacher. Yeah. And Do they have home teachers your own age? Is that a thing? Yeah. yeah. So um, they can't. And they're not allowed words. to come into the room, the apartment, I guess. In in BYU housing. Yeah. So we had to meet in a clubhouse, and <laughs> the first thing That's I asked so him, weird. I was like, "Oh, so what's your name? Cool. And how old are you? Okay, where'd you serve your mission? Because I just gotten off my mission, like an asshole. Wanted to talk about that. So he was like, "I didn't," Ooh. and I was like, "Oh." cool i was like because by then because by like, then oh. i Ooh, i had no known, no i had known what uh, return missionaries did on their mission which was swear play too much Naughty basketball things. um talk about penises in district meetings B-19. and yeah and yeah. um invite girls over you know so, so i was like oh okay so if you're like i know if you're a zl <laughs> then you're probably too righteous. And I know if you're like a uh, uh, DL, you probably weren't cool enough. ZL so. for zone leader, DL ZLs, for district leader. Yeah, ZLs were like, Oh, I was like, I don't know what you <laughs> I'm giving up at this point. I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. I, um, I'm going to lay off the weed a little bit and then I'll, I'll come back 
but anyway, that's the first question I asked Chad, and I feel really bad about it. But oh my he's god, still cool. not a big deal. Um, but so Kendra knew Chad, and then separately knew me, and then she saw us like at us on at each other on Facebook. No, you tagged posting. each other in a Disneyland photo, which is the gayest place on earth. Yeah, I was like <laughs> gay, <laughs> so I was like, oh. Like oh. a month into dating, we were planning a trip to Disney and we went like two months into dating, which is like a big commitment. Like a road trip See? two months into dating was a big to step. To Disneyland. Yeah, can I ask you a question, honestly? And I don't, this is probably going to come across as insensitive as I do. Uh, is it hard being gay and dating? Like, because you seem pretty mellow. And I feel like at first, maybe it's because. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's like so over the top and he, all of his friends are so over the top do you do you ha- like if i had to date the equivalent of that in my world i would want to blow my brains out <laughs> and i feel like it's oh, there's a lot of that at least a, at first did you feel that way or is that like a weird observation um so i have to say i haven't really dated that much in gay world Cause like I, I came out to my parents when I was like 16 and to like my Bishop and shit. And then oh, didn't really, really like shit. come out, come out, start dating until I was 25. So, wow. and then, well, it might've been like 24 or something. And then I started dating Chad pretty soon after I was like dating mm-hmm. and Chad's my first, um, official boyfriend. I haven't really dated that much. Right. So you had like, I, like, dating experiences but not like official dating yeah i i just haven't done a lot of date i've been on a few dates but i really haven't been on that many and haven't dated steady except for chad so but um i guess it's always like shocking to me when there's like the the older i get the more like just mellow gay gay dudes i know (laughs) <laughs> and it's like I just didn't know them when I was in my twenties, so maybe that was just my first experience. Like, like ex- I guess like Tyson is pretty mellow, but again, Jeremy is his cousin, so <laughs> it's like yin and yang there. And so I just I don't know. Like I would just I don't know if it's I mean it's exhausting to date as a straight person, but like of course uh, well, there's diver- of course is its diversity. Of course there's diversity. Yeah, it's its own thing too because it's way different than straight dating. Because like straight dating, you're like connecting on tinder going on a date meeting in real life because you can observe that the other person is a woman and therefore might be attracted to you as a man but you can't really do that in real life so like gay dating has like starts in like apps anymore and usually they're hookup apps so usually you're like hooking up with somebody first and then you're like oh i actually kind of like you and would spend regular time with you so you kind of do it backwards Mm. that's how that's how straight dating is now is it? Gays. This, you guys, that's why that's this is what the Republicans are talking about. Yeah. <laughs> the gay the agenda. The gay goddamn. The gay agenda, agenda is sex first. Uh, <laughs> families. Then brunch. Never. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it's like the new bases. It's like first base is sex. Right. Second base is sharing your trauma. Third base totally. is seeing each other in the daytime. <laughs> fourth base is being like, all right, I like you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like home, no fourth base home. Sorry, home. Fourth base. Fourth base. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Mason Fifth Brown base. and I can never be together. Oh, it's, it's also because family. of his wife. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> so, <sorry. laughs> 
Sorry, I know listen's your thing. Sorry, I didn't want to steal that from you. Listen. <laughs> it's not. I don't know why I say it, but I hear it every time when I re-listen, and I'm like... I think it's funny. I want to put it why? on a sweater. And you're I've... like... You're always like, heard. And I'm always like, it's so badass. And you're like, I don't know anything And I, else. And I go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Her, a it's a restaurant thing. And you want to know how to spell restaurant, JD? You want to know? I do spell it for you right I, now. Honestly, I'm blanking. So can you tell me how to spell restaurant? R-E-S-T-A-U-R-A-N-T. Restaurant. It's the, what's the A-U thing that was like the trick you remembered it? Like A-U, uh, like you're yelling at somebody. No, it was, it was the way that I remembered it was literally Senior Gublar shaming me in front of all of you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can see it written on the it's whiteboard. It's the guilt and shame of never spelling it wrong ever right, again. Right, right, And, like, it's, like, photographic memory of my handwriting <laughs> on Mr. Senior Gublar's whiteboard and you all standing behind me and him making fun of me. Like, that's what it is. That's that's what got me to remember it. I don't so know what he, I don't know if, what trick he taught us. If Bobby ever gets a ketamine treatment, the first place that she'll go on a psychedelic trip is Senior right back Gublars. to that whiteboard. Red Hills Middle School. Yeah, I'll have to change my panties. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when you shame me. Shame me more, principal. Oh, my God. Um, honestly, I said he's a principal now. If, we're, if we don't get, like, asked to come when we're famous to... Richville RHS and talk, I'm going to be pissed. Um, so that, I wanted to talk about this too, where like I th- in a small town, like what makes it a small town is that one person is like multiple things to you. So like oh, yeah. Senior Gublar is a great example because I had both him in middle school and his mother in elementary school, Mrs. Did Gubler. she scare the hell out of you? Because I loved her. I loved her. Good. She was okay, great. Good. Thank you. I hate people like she's scary. I'm like you're just annoying. She's scary. <laughs> I had her in second grade and in first grade I was like scared to have her, but she was the best. Aww. I wanted her. I had Mrs. Lee, but Mrs. Lee was cool. She touched her crotch a lot, but she was cool. <laughs> <laughs> that would be what? Okay. I do not remember that much about that Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Lee, I don't. You don't know. That's all. That's honestly all I remember. And I remember just like. Being like, maybe I'm just like imagining this or something. It's like she had like a crotch itch and she was just trying to address <laughs> real quick. The like, kids won't notice she... if I just give a little. <laughs> <laughs> JD Borg no. is the first person to tell me that men shift gears by sidestepping. Oh, well. Did I teach you that? Yeah. It's a thing. Fu- the guys get in the I way. I feel like I was born with that knowledge. <laughs> well, you had brothers. His I brothers. know. Exactly. I was like, like, I was like what? I don't remember the first time I re- remember that. Shift gears. I feel like I've always done that. <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, it I was you I, and, and Matt I, walking down the wa- the the road, and I was like, "What are you guys doing?" And they're like, "Oh, we're shifting gears." And I'm like, "If you if you what? watch, you will see people. You will no, see I'm men seeing, do it I'm all the time." I'm seeing Corey Camp do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> he was my roommate at Snow College. Once upon a time. Shut up! Was that fun? I loved him. We accident not accidentally. We ate we all of fucked. these or <laughs> definitely didn't. I didn't have sex until I was like. 23 or something. Oh, so, you like, loser. It took me a while. <laughs> hey. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I was 22. I don't, I'm fucking with you. I don't care. <laughs> um, we ate all of his Oreos that he made for this girl that he was trying to impress. <laughs> <laughs> and he came home and had a waz. He was so mad. I believe And I felt it. so bad. I literally went out and bought everything and made Oreos for him and said sorry. <laughs> Well, it's because Corey Camp does not get mad. And then when he does, it's fucking... Right. Like, it's Farmer Mad, and you're like, I'm scared. <laughs> What's Farmer Mad? 
like it's when you, you get don't mad talk at the much, but then like he like oh oh he oh that's abusive dad mad where yeah. he just like <laughs> goes in his room <laughs> like you don't want to piss him off, but when you do, it's like all hell breaks loose, and then you're kind of like okay, I deserve everything that's happening to me right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were sh- real shitty that day, but I I made amends. We're good friends. I haven't talked to him in a minute, but yeah, we're we're still friends. Next time you talk to him, him tell him I said hey. Okay. I really haven't talked to him for a long time. Well, I've told the front bursting bra story, right? (laughs) I'll never never forget his face. No, I think that was in a deleted episode. Okay, so. Please tell us. So we're, it's seventh hour PE, Mrs. Wall's class, but we're co-editing it up, right? Because like, whatever, it was like. It was like a Thursday. No one gives a fuck. I love Thursdays. No one gave a fuck on Thursdays. Like, <laughs> like the day was structured enough that we were getting things done, but no one gave a fuck. Anyways, uh, so we were playing co-ed volleyball, and I had a front strap bra that was probably a size too small. And I served. And right when I hit the ball, my bra burst open. And I was wearing a shirt. But, of course, Nothing fell boys, out, but just the bra broke. No, like, no, like my boobs, like, like it was clear that my bra just burst open and all the boys saw it. And I remember Corey mouth agape, just be like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> holy fuck. <laughs> and it's like, I think that's the day that they all learned that I had gigantic boobs. So <laughs> <laughs> they're like, there's a, uh, there's gold in them. Their Hills covered in a no effects t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I love Corey, so <laughs> nothing but love there. He's a sicker kid, right? Uh, Venice, close. We oh. were in the same stake. Same bus. <laughs> uh, was it the same bus? It might have been. Yeah, because I wrote it. I think I wrote Yeah, I definitely wrote it. Coming from the Hold on. North. So I think Lisa is so cool. She was the jazz pianist, uh, mm-hmm. the jazz band pianist in high school, and I took her spot. So she like taught me what I know. Did you oh. both sign the sign the piano? I don't know, but I tipped over the piano. Have you heard that story? No. No. <laughs> I was a little shit my sophomore year and was always late. Um, it wasn't my fault. I blame my mom because she was the one taking me in. Oh, so um, you weren't riding the bus. So, okay, you were better than all of us. Her. <laughs> <laughs> in in high school, I was doing jazz band early in the morning. So oh, okay. So you weren't. I did ride the bus us. all through Heard. middle school. <laughs> yeah, he nerd. was. <laughs> um, Fucking band I was, nerd. I walked in late to class, and of course, Mr. Rasmussen like gives me the eye. So I'm pulling the piano over like a dick. I'm like pushing it from the front. Because you're not supposed to do tips. that. Well, you yeah, because it can it, the wheels caught and it just tipped over they're like in the middle of playing whatever and if you've never heard a piano fall and like echo it is so traumatizing <laughs> it is so loud honestly anyway. i feel like that's something every utah mormon has experienced is the sound of a piano falling over i don't know why right there's a piano in every house right every house every church building yeah. every grandma's house Every school. We all know <laughs> piano etiquette somehow. Um, so did well, we've Mr. All been on a piano. <laughs> did Mr. Rasmussen be like, now this kid's going to throw things? <laughs> like, I just imagine being like, great, you're late. Great. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Where he like broke a piano. I was... Did like you break it? I didn't mean to be a shit in high school, but I was. like, No, you weren't. I you lost weren't. a bassoon. I left my bassoon in a tracks parking lot after playing in state band. <laughs> 
Like, I cost the band department, like, so much money. <laughs> it was stupid. So did they have to get a new piano? I think they fixed it, but it was broken okay. for, like, a year. <laughs> oh, my God. So that's probably why, because um, in if you, like, played in the band on the piano, you would, like stick down a key and sign the next key next to it and so like even I though i wasn't that. even though i wasn't a, whatever i did whatever the fuck i wanted anyway pretended like <laughs> i did everything i signed the piano too so that's sad that you didn't get to because there was like years of i'll just sneak in and do it now. <laughs> the buildings that's still the same band room i know it's the only well, part wasn't that the original. newest part of the school now it's the oldest yeah. Right. High School's gotten big. And also, I kind of am going to agree with Chad on the fact that small town life as a gay is bad because I don't think Richfield was a typical small town. Because even though it was small town-ish, we, they busted all the farm kids and the res kids. Like in mm-hmm. Pingwich, there were two gay boys. That's it. <laughs> and like, everyone was a dick to them. And like, no one was yeah. open-minded. So like, I get the... Like, there Chad- were some kids who were out <laughs> in high school, and I don't know how many there were, but like... There like now seven. there's so many gays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a good thing. And I remember somebody from the res being uh, kind Mike, of like Mike Mike King. No. A uh, different person. Mm. Being kind of like um third spirit. Two spirited oh. or whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. and they didn't really present as one gender or the other. And I remember people calling uh, them an it and uh, oh, that's yikes. really been haunting me a little bit I was like I hope I never participated in that but yeah like there's like gay boys from the res too so oh there are a shit ton of gay boys from the res one of my friends has a res- uh, very weird theory that that's actually what's going to kill off all the indigenous people is that there's so many gays mm. I'm like that is interesting because there theory. are there's a, I, I, know a, I know a ton of gay natives but maybe um, it's just, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't, I don't know. 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 Like, everyone, like, you both have, like, we're super good about, like, treating the gays well in high school and, like, being thoughtful or, like, forward about wanting gay marriage. And I was the most homophobic piece of shit in high school. Like, I was mm-hmm. so, but, like, part of that was me, right? You're part just of that a was self-hating just, Jew, man. It's a thing. It ex- happens. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it, it just, like, because you don't want it for yourself, you just cling on to every excuse not to have it and so when someone tells you like oh the anatomy doesn't make sense therefore no one should be gay or whatever the excuse is you just like cling on to that like yes i don't have to be gay because i have this one last excuse and then like eventually you just like run out of excuses for like um not doing it and just like well i guess like it's my only option i have if i'm going to be like sane or not commit suicide or whatever it's just just like embrace this part that like i don't know what's going to happen and it's scary because society made it scary and then you realize like that's like the best thing about me is like knowing myself knowing like what i like what i don't like and like anyway so it's a whole progression that society makes people go through so did you uh did you have disgust for the gays in high school that were out or were you just that might have been like some underlying like envy or um, what like what I wouldn't use like? discuss disgust I wouldn't use envy but it was definitely like a duality of like they shouldn't be that or they shouldn't do that and if anyone like if I can do it then they can do it um but there was also this like curiosity 
like I think I had it of general of like people who are like non-conforming for whatever reason like mm. because I was so straight-laced and like uh was lots of people pleasing and wanting to like win the system which was like mainly Mormonism and whatever small town Richfield hierarchy I was trying to like be good at mm-hmm. so like there was part of it that like um there was part of it that was me not wanting to have to do that and fill people's expectations and just like go of that if that makes sense do your, no i'd like do your own thing go your own yeah. way i think fleetwood wrote, mac wrote a song about it you can go your <coughs> own way go your own way <laughs> um so when did you know you were gay um, you came out when you were 16 so i mean i was obviously not like when you were 16 it was probably like at least 15 minutes before that <laughs> <laughs> long time before that um i probably knew i was sexually abused when i was kind of youngish i don't quite remember how old i was so yeah about um so i i knew i had this like quote unquote gay experience right and i don't know like chicken or egg right i'm i i don't really care to answer that but um i know that that was an exposure to a sexual experience way before i was ready for it and mm-hmm. so um i was fascinated by it obsessed with it and then like i just knew from that point on i was gay do you, th- do you think, can I ask you this question? Because I do, ha- I've always wondered this because I do think people are born gay, but I think there are instances where maybe sexual abuse changes your orientation. Mm. Do you think that's true? Or am I, I don't just- really like to speculate because I think everyone is different. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, that, that's it. Like, I mean, like, like, so, like I, I don't, I especially don't like to spe- speculate because. It's been it's a hurtful narrative that have been used to shame gay people. Right. Where, you know, you're only this way because you had this abuse. If you didn't have the abuse, you'd be straight. Therefore, you should just be straight. Right. And that logic is hurtful. It totally makes the gay experience like frame it as sinful as a choice. And so like. Yeah, but that's victim. I, I feel like everything you're saying right now is victim shaming because it's like, okay. Absolutely. Well, like I'm, I am who I am because the shit that happened to me. So it's like. I, like, I think that knows? there's both personally like i think okay. some people are born with interests or attractions or whatever that make them gay and i think some people have experiences early on that make them mm-hmm. more interested that way or ignite something in their genes however it is that that makes it that way so i, I just i honestly i just think it's an unhelpful question because i just if people are who they are then we should just let them be that way. You know no, what I mean? I, okay, that's fair. Yeah, I, I mean, thanks for calling me out. I, uh, I didn't mean uh, it. It's not call out. I just think it's no, a general. I know, I, no, but I, I think you're, what you're saying is correct. I'm just mostly t- talking about it from like a scientific s- standpoint because I like, I like psychology is so, so important. I don't. I, it bugs me that we don't spend more time on it because like things like things that happen to you like we're like a piece of rock and we're you know getting rained on all the time and it's shaping yeah. us <laughs> so like totally. i don't think being gay is wrong at all no matter how you got there so right. like 
I don't know. Like, I I wonder sometimes if my mom hadn't been so abusive, if I wouldn't be a lesbian. That's why I'm asking the question. Mm. Mm. Interesting. <clears throat> because, like, I can't stand like there was this very long time where i just couldn't stand women and mm-hmm. i thought even necessarily that i am attracted to them i'm just i'm like this is seriously just pure curiosity because like i do wonder that sometimes because everyone's a- always asked me if i'm gay and i'm like no i, I mean i like dick but like <laughs> same <laughs> maybe it's just because i hate <laughs> females so much that i was like penis it is <laughs> you know and like maybe maybe i'll be like a late in life lesbian who knows I that's think that okay. there's just like a freedom of like letting people be who letting people have experiences and letting them end up whoever, however they're going to end up. If they like one right. thing, let them have, let them have the opportunity to explore whatever they're going to do and oh be yeah, for sure. and whatever they end up with. Like it, it could be as varied as like your interest in your career or your sexuality, however it works out. I just, I think the less taboo we put on topics and just Mm -hmm. let people do whatever the hell they want, Mm -hmm. then uh, I think more people just be happy. Yeah. Because like even on, since the pandemic, more social media platforms have become more popular. And so there is a whole like flood of TikToks just of women realizing that they are other than straight in their sexuality. And um, they're in they're in a wide range of ages and experiences and so like just saying like when did you know you were gay it's not always like when i was eight when i was 12 when i did this it's like maybe you maybe you realize it much later and then you're like oh then that changed in me or maybe it's been there and it and it changes over like people may have been one way another time and then maybe another way now so, no, so like, it's like you believe it's all fluid i think that's cool like i that's i want to have this conversation I, this is part of how we make it not be taboo is to have this conversation like, yeah i i think i absolutely think sexuality is taboo and that can be from like the individual person you're attracted to to the acts that mm-hmm. are performed like mm-hmm. i think i think it's totally an in the moment thing and it can you don't have to apply to a certain label just because you think you have to be a certain way mm-hmm. so i i just like personally like i'm very gay i mm-hmm. but i don't find a lot of attraction to women but i do find some attraction to like really strong women so like the gym i go to these like tough as shit women are just like pump well, and iron me. i think it's so attractive <laughs> no really though like i think that's why i would like had this little crush on you is because you were this like badass like no one tells me what to do alternative Not even you've seen your Google person. Person. alternative alternative that's where that label came from Bobby. oh oh alternative that's right you gave me the alternative label but i think that's what that's what attracted me to you is like you weren't really like a uh as straight laced as i am and so i i think that's why i had a crush on i don't even know if it was a crush but we'll just call it that no i think that's part of that's i think that's actually one of the rough parts about being raised like raised up in the state especially small town mm-hmm. is that like truthfully i probably don't have a crush on mr Goobler. he was just a cool adult that i needed mm, and totally you, and like yeah. I, but i didn't understand because my emotions weren't developed enough Right. And we talked about this with like Andy. It's easy Andy. to confuse. Yeah, like Andy, who was just like the coolest guy on the planet, and he's so kind to me. And our for like when I was like twenty five, I was like, I must be in love with him. 
same with Micaiah. I must be in love with him. And it's just because I wasn't emotionally developed. And now that I'm like older and like know that they're just my, my boys, right. it's like I wouldn't want anything else, <laughs> you know? And so like everything is like an action or a re- it's a reaction, right? Mm-hmm. So like I'm thinking about like if I wasn't <laughs> – if I didn't hate my mom, if my mom wasn't my abuser, if we as women weren't constantly body shamed, um, you know, to think that like our bodies were a gross and also just like this mm-hmm. succubus to attract the men and just give them sin, like right. But like I am one hundred, I'm one hundred percent straight because I honestly do think about it a lot. Um, just because the question's always getting asked of me, like, are you gay? Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm just not. Like, <laughs> and I was so like when I ask, when did you know? It's because what if I just i'm not connecting the dots or whatever and maybe people are like the fact you're even asking means something but it's just like i'm just a thoughtful person like i'm just have a yeah. like i spend a lot well, of time alone and think there's about just not coming off at not thoughtful at all you're there's sorry. there's no reason to just like uh question yourself like you know you no one else knows no who you i are. know but and i'm just saying i'm i'm just saying like it had okay let's just say my mom i wasn't raised in a crazy oppressive uh what I'm the question I'm asking is, wouldn't it be interesting if I was actually born a lesbian and because of my experience I am now straight? And I'm saying to you, asking you also the question, wouldn't it be interesting if you were born straight and because of your experience you're now gay? Like that's just the question. Like I just wonder about that stuff. Because like with psychology and stuff and like I'm gonna use serial killers as an example. It's usually their aggressor, whether they're attacking men or women, <laughs> and also has it's has to do with sexual experience. Now, and this has to do with quote unquote straight and gay serial killers. So there's obviously got to be, you know, it's nature versus nurture, right? <laughs> so this is just the question. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm on high. another I, I got a lot of time to think. On another yeah. timeline, Bob, I'm sure that you are the biggest dyke on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I'm sure on another timeline, at least one of the girls I kissed, I would have done more with, but <laughs> <laughs> it did not work. How on this many timeline. girls did you kiss? I've kissed two girls. I had oh, my first kiss. The same number of girls. Hot. <laughs> See, we tried it. We realized it wasn't our thing, yeah, and we're then like, we no. switched. I like your hair is really soft, but that's kind of it. <laughs> I lost Product my shit use. after my first kiss. Really? I was 18 years old. And I was in college. I like could not sleep. I was like, whew. That was a whole thing. Wait, what? what? Wait, wait. I didn't so was it gay panic or was it like that was a rush? It was a rush. I was just so naive in high school that I couldn't even fathom. Like, I had so many girls that were into me, but like, yes. A, I was gay and <laughs> didn't know how to tell people, hey, I'm gay. So therefore, you didn't, I'm, you were just like, I know like, she has Ooh. a crush on me. And let <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, reals. we also, I think all of us girls too, I think like, cause like all the gays in our grade, tons of girls around him i think there is so much comfort in having a gay friend even if you're not out because it's like okay he doesn't want anything from me how refreshing because our intentions aren't to get in the pants or to touch yeah. the boobs mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> there's a line in ladybird i don't know if either of you have watched it it's on but, my to-do um, list kevin 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 it's on my to-do list don't at me <laughs> <laughs> oh i thought you were calling me kevin and i was like you're no, way too i'm high. calling <laughs> my friend kevin kevin because he keeps me like bobby why haven't you watched that it's three you gotta watch outside of whatever oh three so billboards the, is wonderful this, this girl has a boyfriend in this catholic school and she was like you can touch my boob if you want and he's like <laughs> I don't want because I respect you. 
exactly how I feel. I think I respected the hell out of women so much that I just fucked all the dudes instead. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to disrespect this man. <laughs> I will disrespect the men. They didn't teach me about that in Sunday school. Uh, to, I have an experience with that, Bobby, is like, I was thinking about it today. Why did I have a crush on all of these like older men? Mustaches, important. Um, and yes, like, daddy. <laughs> senior, like when I was like in second grade or third grade, like just senior boys. I was just like, oh, we're getting together. Um, I think it was because I missed having a dad, <laughs> you know, or like mm, I was, totally. um, there was something inside me missing that sought like a strong masculine figure. And so that's one part of my sexuality that I do not understand, like why I have that. Um, and is that because of my experience? Most likely. Well, that's, inter- that's interesting too. You need to go experiment and return and report, Kendra. <laughs> With um, Spencer would not appreciate. <laughs> Just no, tell Spencer, him to grow a mustache. That's all, that's all he needs to do. <laughs> we don't need a new man. We just need a mustache. <laughs> uh, okay. Th- thank you. That's good clarification. The other thing is is looking back at like my friends that I've loved and like when I stopped being their friends why did it feel like a breakup and why did it like hurt so deeply? And um, my first kiss was not who I thought it was because I remembered kissing somebody, not in a romantic way, but like it was not a familiar, you know what I mean? (laughs) My first kiss was a girl instead and was my friend. And I didn't recognize those things until like recently where I'm just like processing more and more and thinking back into my past, like, why did I do this or why did I do that? I don't want to like. Memory. I didn't want to like. What if my whole life? But like, um, maybe I was in love with more of my friends than I thought I. You was. know what makes me what if my whole life, <laughs> watching Love Simon and seeing these gay kids be out in high school, and I'm just like, oh my god, I could have had, like, the craziest high school romances. If I was just Gen <sighs> Z. Yeah, instead of millennial. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, I can't tell you. You how know many... what? I I know I don't like to hate on generations below us because that's a generational curse that I'm trying to break. You're but Gen Z, Gen so Z jealous. should be so fucking grateful that all of the generations before it struggled like they did with sexuality because it's because of that that they are able to be out. Well, I mean, that's what everyone said about us too. That every generation's better. That's the point. Like if it, they're worse, yeah. That's no, Gen Z's gonna yes. have their own things. They're gonna be like, "Damn, that look next at, look generation at Gen is A two A one go <laughs> X one Elon's kid." <laughs> no, but it's interesting that you talk about uh, being attracted to people who look like your dad because I do not like blondes. Like blonde hair, mm-hmm. blue eyed guys. Like I don't like them. And Except I put Braden the- Bagley because same. He's got olive skin. Okay, he looks okay. like he's Greek. He doesn't look like my dad. <laughs> he looks Greek. He does have a Zeus-like thing about him going. <laughs> a little Young Herculean Hercules. situation. <laughs> Maybe they're that's never, why. By the way, I think Brandon and Tanner are never coming on this podcast. No, they're not. They don't. They don't give a fuck about us. They're just letting us down. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I don't know. It'll hurt our rep. It's like, no, dude. If anything, it's gonna improve your rep. Sorry, um, but uh, I don't like blonde hair, blue-eyed uh, guys. Like. My brother's wife kind of looks like my mom, and I've always thought that was gross. <laughs> my sister's husband is blonde hair, blue-eyed, and it's, I've always, like, not gross. I think gross is kind of, but, like, my initial reaction was be like, ugh. They look like they could be related to us. Like, why? <laughs> and, like, I have hooked up with guys that look like me, and, like, 
it grosses me the fuck out. Like, I was hooking up with a guy named Zach the <laughs> with blonde hair and blue eyes, and that's oh my, my brother's God. name, too. But, like, I was just like, ugh, I'm just so grossed out by this whole entire thing. Let's have sex, like, three more times and call it good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore, but three more times sounds great. <laughs> um, I think I'm very attracted. Like, I think Chad and I look very similar, so I think there might be something about, like, people being attracted to people that look like them or themselves yeah yeah but i think that's, that's interesting too because like end up looking like them is because that's jake's wife doesn't look anything look like. like him because he's dark and she's light but like zach's wife looks like my mom and but she doesn't like Oof. look like zach she just looks like my mom and then uh, my sister's husband could kind of look like my like a sibling or something but my sister always used to say all the guys I was attracted to looked like either Zach or Jake. So maybe this is just my retaliation. <laughs> I definitely am attracted to Spencer because I feel comfortable in my body with him as well. Because mm. when I when I first met him, I was like, the oh, security. he's not like cut. That makes me feel so much I better. Like because I bodies. also wasn't cut. And so I was like, okay, <laughs> this guy is like, he's exactly my height. He's exactly my weight. Like, this will work. <laughs> I uh I I don't like because that the Zach guy was super cut and I was just like Ugh, oh, I don't give Ugh. me all of the muscle cut no man. like <laughs> yes please no like not about have it have you and cuddled oof. with it have you ever had like a like a ripped like dude? a flabby man have you ever had a man who drinks beer <laughs> <laughs> who drinks yes, beer I've and had eats Seven Eleven hot dogs <laughs> I was right I am that man Bobby. Oh, so you've had yourself, obviously, but no, you have you ever cuddled with yourself? You know, a nice little. I like. I like me. I like me a little fluff on me. I'm a I, boys. I just. I, went out with I love like the rock hard. Like when I like give you a hug and it, your skin doesn't move. Just like that is so. Hot. Oh my like, god! All the men. Oh my god! <laughs> this is the gayest conversation I've ever been a part of. I, did, I think you're, I think you're, you're turning me gay here. <laughs> I did date a guy who was like a steroided bodybuilder who was Ooh, really cut and he was beefy. And cuddling like with him was just like, ugh. It's like sitting on uh, a this, this stone This really slab. hurts. Like, you yeah, just can, like, I don't know. Caress all of the crevices. And, mm, <laughs> I love it. No, I mean that no. is kind of hot. I, li- I would like I like caressing like a six pack or an eight pack. Mm. I will say, and the guy, this mm. kid could jump really high. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it was a turn on, but he hopped a fence to water a plant. And You're I like, was like, Woo. I was like, uh, do some farm work. I'm gonna change my pants. Be right back. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just gonna take them off. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I was, uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. If heard, do you want? Do you listen to Armchair Expert? I haven't. Uh, so yeah, sometimes. So Dax is like super cut, you know. And then Mac Dax on Shepherd, it's, right? Yeah, and then Mac on it's always sunny is super cut now, or he was. He went from fat Mac to like super skinny Mac when he the episode the season he came out, um, but like they were he was on and he was like my wife looked at me and she goes, I want you to know that you right now this is the least I've ever been attracted to you in my life. <laughs> I'm disgusted by you. <laughs> and he's like and honestly I didn't even care because I'm like my friends think I look good. <laughs> I think for me it's just like. I think that a there's body image issues all over in the gay community, and mm. it's like was in the men I was looking up in high school on the the Googs on Ask Jeeves. <laughs> Ask that was Jeeves, <laughs> that's where I searched my first porn too. <laughs> Same. I was like B O O B S. Retrieve them for me, Butler. <laughs> I was just like shirtless men. 
naked <laughs> men. Alma's did like, you guys, did you guys think of what like you would <laughs> tell if they, if you got caught? Like, oh, this is yes. actually what I was like. I slipped. My brother, my brother is so pissed at me because <laughs> <laughs> you put it still, on him, didn't you? Still pissed. Well, I saved a folder called Beautiful. And it was all boobs. And uh, my grandpa <laughs> found it cover. and he was like, what is this? And I was I like, oh, that was a quality folder. I spent, I spent a couple hours with it, but what? I was like, Josh. Oh, Josh. <laughs> so Josh got that in so much so trouble. Funny. And over I... the weekend when we were cleaning, I was like, what are these yellow stains on the floor? And he's like, those are cum stains. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm so pissed that I'm cleaning up your cum stains, but... I literally uh, threw a blanket away I had since I was eight years old the oh last no. weekend I was in Richfield because it was covered in cum stains and my parents still had it. Oh! But oh. I told him I told him it was good payback for that time I blamed all the porn on him and he was like, I'm still pissed. And I was like, well, we're even. It's a fair trade. Um, yeah, I was so good at like cleaning my search I bet he's so history. mad at you for that cum stains thing, by the way. <laughs> but I also think it's appropriate to say every every boy is like it. I mean, how hard would it suck to if you had to like if you jizzed every time you came like that? Yeah. So and you couldn't <laughs> just my, hide this in is your my empathetic plea to you boys. I I understand you boys. It's okay. Hormones are hard. It's always messy. Why do you not be messy? But at least Why you always come. Why are our parents <laughs> like? keeping shit because i found so much shit that right I, had, I know i had thrown right. away and they dig it out of the trash and i'm like fuck i'm gonna fucking shred this now thanks my parents are stuff. way bad at that <gasps> they will just like keep the most rent like i it's like what chad and i have been doing we've been going down and helping chad is like the champ on this because it's really triggering for me to go down my parents mm-hmm. live in the same house that we grew up in mm-hmm. and so like the same like patterns are so easy to come up because it's like the same rooms, the same mm-hmm. format place. You know, it, it's just ir- too similar that just like the old habits come out really quickly. So we've been going to Richfield a lot, helping my parents um, uh, finish their, the um, reno on their house that they've been working on. And like most of what we do is clean and throw shit away because mm-hmm. there's just so much Do your parents have a panic stuff. attack when you freaking do that? Yes. Like, yeah, they're My workers. mom will cry every time. Yeah, my mom does the same shit. Like, if I wanted to, like, get her to leave me alone, I would just start throwing boxes of shit at her. <laughs> I found, She'd be like, my stuff! I found <laughs> journal entries of, like, personal things that I was just like, I know I've thrown this away because I remember moving past this mm-hmm. and thinking I can throw this away now. I found it deep in in their like treasures, and I was like, "This feels like such a Quit privacy balance." <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They're like checking in, and then your diary's gone. They're like, "Where'd it go?" And so they go search the garbage. They're like, "Oh, she threw it away. We were so invested in the story." <laughs> Probably. No, uh, uh. my my grandma has a shit ton of diaries, and I'm like, "Hey, can I, I'm like, can I have those?" And because she, she's like, "I think I'm just throwing away," and she's like, "Uh, yeah." yeah and i'm like i won't read them till you're dead and she's like you can read them now and i'm like no like that's such an invasion of fucking privacy like i want to know who you are who you were but like i'm not gonna she's like there are some things in there bobby and i'm like i know it's your diary grandma i'm like i'm sure there's a whole person outside of who i know that is you yeah but But i want to keep you my grandma but like also yeah until you're dead and then i want to hear all the scandal like (laughs) that's why you love this podcast don't you 
Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, but like Chad is kind of the opposite. He's very private. So he has some journals that like uh, he wrote, he intended it for his kids. I think he just wanted to pass it on when he grew up. And I was like, I would really like to read it. And he's like, hell no. And I'm like, uh, I'm really upset about this. I'm taking it very personally <laughs> that you don't want to share your deepest, darkest secrets with me. Stop I it right demand now, to know everything about you, Chad. <laughs> I'm trying to get over it. It's Wait, funny. what's your sign? Gemini. Oh, I love it. I love me a Gemini. You guys are y'all are crazy. We are <laughs> crazy. What? We are a little crazy, and he's a Scorpio, so he's. We have oh, a. Oh, that makes so much more sense sometimes. now. I've never asked. Um, it's I was good. having I was Lots having sex with a Taurus recently, and I will say. Um, <laughs> It was nice to have the, the same sign. Sex with the same sign. Everyone should try it. Have have sex with your sign. I'm down. Like Gemini's are great. Down to mess around with the Gemini. <laughs> yeah, I think I actually freaked him out because like the last time we had sex, I haven't talked to him since. Um, he was. I was talking about. I was like, we had like a really good sexual experience, and he's like, that was like crazy like we were like vibing and i'm like because we're both tauruses he's like that is that what it is i'm like yeah that's exactly what i don't know you at all i for- keep forgetting your name that's what it is for christ's sake <laughs> so i was just like yeah and he so but he hates when girls like zodiac so it's probably for the best that we moved on <laughs> i'm not huge into zodiac but i know my signs yeah i mean i'm not i'm not like live or die by it but like quit everyone needs to quit shitting on everyone's shit except for like you know we shit on mormonism all the time but <laughs> That's different. <laughs> we're, um, I, we're a little sympathetic sometimes. I, don't really I did like want to talk about anyone. my Mormon experience because oh, yeah. my uh, anyway. Um, so like I grew up very, very Mormon and super invested. Part of that was like trying to fix the gay. Part of it was, you know, people pleasing and wanting to climb the ladder, whatever that looked like. And like I... Um, some people describe leaving Mormonism as like their shelf breaking where like there are things that they've found that were like questionable mm-hmm. that they just use their testimony to overcome. So they just like shelf it. Right. Yeah. Shelf you, it. I, you guys introduced this to me. Like Kendra was the first person to introduce this to me. It's a good metaphor. It's like the, the straw that broke the camel's back or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So like I was like super good. Like my shelf was so fucking strong. Like I would, I like read the CES letter when I was like early twenties, and I was like, Psh, I can explain all of this stuff. It's fine. And What's then the CES letter. Sorry, say that again. What is that? What is the CES letter? The CES letter is like the preeminent like ex Mormon Book of Mormon. <laughs> uh, like, uh, I have it's no just, idea what the fuck you're talking about. It's a, so um, this guy. It's a letter some guy wrote that just basically outlines all the faults and holes in Mormonism. Yeah, he wrote it to the church education oh. system, which okay. is like his CES. institute teacher was like a stake president or whatever something. It's not really that intriguing of a story, but it has like so many lists. And um, one of the first ones I read was the one that was like, oh, yeah. I think we talked about it in like Exodus part one or something. What? There's um, <clears throat> like one of the points he brings up is there's a capital of an African country, an African island country called Moroni. That's mm-hmm. the, the name of the city. And he was like, very clearly he just like. Ripped that off. <laughs> ripped that off from this African country because he's like, who the fuck knows where Africa is? I'm just going to use this random city. Yeah, no, Joseph Smith did name. not count on technology at all. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't count on it. He, <laughs> he just didn't really didn't. That. 
he did not like he's like it sucks it sucks i'll be dead by then rolling in my millions and young pussy that's what i'll be doing (laughs) yeah but it's funny though because it's like literally like sorry that was really crass (laughs) (laughs) no i mean whatever i said cut the last episode so three times uh but uh i uh like it's such a young religion and like it had like 24 good years and then technology just started to happen (laughs) it was just like it was really good in the 50s when like the family model was preeminent where it's like we're all definitely going to be all the women are going to be subject to their husbands and then all of a sudden like women and black people and gays decided that we were tired of being oppressed and so we changed rules yeah i mean honestly have you uh have you guys watched mrs america yet no no it's it's about the equal oh now i can't think of the fucking anyways it's about like women's rights and Mm. it was about like it was in the the 70s the NRA. Wait, the ERA? The ERA, ERA yeah. It's like, it's not the NRA. <laughs> not <what>? the NRA. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so it's like, re- it's really well done. And it's kind of, they talk about how the women were the last, like the last polar honors of the patriarchy, the, the last polar honors of the patriarchy because they're so brainwashed, like housewives and stuff. That they can't see that, like, yo, mm. you can stay in the home or whatever. The white woman syndrome kind of a thing. Yeah, you can stay in the home and be a housewife, but I also don't need to get married to open a bank account. Please, for the love of God. You know what I mean? So it's just, like, it's so fucking interesting to watch, like, these women bring each other down and Thank stuff. Thank God for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yes. <laughs> I know, right? Thank and you. I know. And, like, how like how you said, like, you put holes in everything. And watching, like, because Kate Blanchett plays the main, like, Republican woman. And sh- the, her logic is just so banana sandwich. But she believes it so wholeheartedly that it's just like, wow. And, like, you can see them all kind of turning and stuff. But it was almost like they're not willing to admit that they've invested so much of their time and energy into this. So they're like, nope, it's I, it's fine. It's it's cool. I'm staying. Mm. <laughs> I'm staying where we were. But I just yeah, love sunk cause. Sunk Comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, like, uh, it's so funny how, like, much... Because, like, if Mormonism want to come around in, like, the Dark Ages, it would probably be competitive with the Catholic Church. Mm. Right. I don't know. The Catholic Church might just kill people, though. Well, I mean, what do the Mormons do? Um, I, want to, I want to ask you both, like, what, what do you do with the spiritual experiences that you did have within Mormonism? Um, I think prayer is like meditation. How do you contextualize that? Like prayer is meditation. Um, I do think like we're animals. So of course you're, you're going to have instinct to be like, I'm leaving right now. And then like you see a cougar walk by and you're like, oh, that was this, it was the still small voice. But it's like, no, that was the animal part of me being like, yo, bitch, there's a dangerous animal coming your way. You know, <laughs> like, so, I mean, I don't know. I think, uh, of course I believe in like supernatural shit and stuff. Um, I'm not saying there isn't a God. I'm just like, I don't know whether there is or isn't. And there's so much negativity attached to God that I'm cool just not being a part of any of it. Yeah. I kind of do the same thing as I did when I was a Mormon, where I would shelf things that I did not understand. I just kind of put it in my Mormon box and say, I don't have to justify this or figure it out because X, Y, Z, I know it's not true. So I don't, I don't have to shame myself for thinking that I was dumb or like didn't know better 
I'm just going to put it in my Mormon box because I was grateful for it and when it, when it was there. That's yeah. kind of how I, like, I, I still, I had a lot of spiritual experiences and honestly, like. Like, explain, like, one or, one or two of them, like, let's um, see if I can put some holes in them. Uh, <laughs> I just found, like, I was attending the temple very yeah. frequently when we I wasn't together. going on a mission. Yeah, Kendra and I are sealed. The, uh, yeah, we are. Because Matt wouldn't get sealed to me, so he's like. Wait, did you, so you went on a mission, J.D.? No, but oh. I did get endowed. I had a mission okay. call, and then oh. the gay got in the way. <laughs> You'll have uh, that. Yeah. I, was gonna, that. I wanted to ask for that, but then I was like, that's kind of Where did, you, where did you get called to? My mission call was to the El Salvador, San Salvador, West Belize mission. I probably would have gay sex to get out of that, too. <laughs> <laughs> that was an appropriate. Um, I'm sorry. One of my good buddy work buddies is from El Salvador. I don't know. You go on a mission, I and you get to bunk with a bunch of men. Like, I would yeah. have absolutely been a stellar fucking missionary, <laughs> and I would have followed every rule and been a really good person. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like it was it was de- a super complicated experience. Like I, I applied to go, and then I told my bishop about some things, and he was like, "We should wait." And I also had some medical things I was working on. Um, I was like ejaculating blood, so that was cool. <laughs> Oh my God! Slow down, there, Rocket. Right, <laughs> and I wasn't even scary. jerking off. I was, I was oh, wet so dreaming. Jerking off. Blood. Oh, shut up. So yeah, it was bizarre. Anyway, was the doctor um, like you need to jerk off more? No, he just said you had a blood vessel burst, oh, so it wasn't a big deal. Scary. But like, that it was blood. <laughs> it's not. It's freaky. I to know have that happened. I'm You're so right. Sorry. I'm on um, my period right now. Especially so in your white <laughs> garments. Like, oh, Jesus. shit. It just yeah. stood out. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to have strength in the loins. <laughs> and in the sinews. Do you it, feel like it was my pre-ordination of being gay. They're like, mm, sorry, loins are no good for you. Oh, my God. You know how <laughs> Kendra brought up the body keeps the score? Do you think yes. your body was keeping the score right then? I mean, like, yo, bitch. Um, run away no no no, like because you said you said the gay got in the way that's i got my mission call but the gay got in the way and then i blood was bursting from my penis onto my garments like i don't know that seems pretty (laughs) the body maybe i've never thought of it that way (laughs) maybe god sent you a sign (laughs) i wouldn't interpret it that way but like i definitely had some things i had to like fix so i was like going to counseling and like trying really hard to like be good i i got my temple recommend back and was going to the temple and um does trying to be good you know, mean not dating men yeah not and thinking just about like not masturbating yeah exactly and honestly it wasn't a lot to like fix but i just had some past i needed to process yeah specifically sure. related to like my sexual abuse right mm-hmm. so like there was just a lot i had to go through and so i'm like really glad i did that and that again like this is connected to with like um, like I'm like going on a mission. It wasn't like I didn't go, but like the process of going on a mission was something I needed to do because I needed to process some shit that went down. Right. Mm. And it gave me the opportunity to process that. And I think that that was manifested more than one way. Right. Where like, like you said, like your body is like, <laughs> jerk, uh, you're coming blood. And so like, <laughs> yeah. that's weird. You should probably address things that are happening. 
So like it gave me time and I like reapplied and then the church was like, nah, we're good. We're not going to send you. But I spent like a year like trying to like Why didn't they reapply, you? clean up and all that stuff. What? Why didn't they want to send you? They just said it's you messy. should pursue other opportunities. So they didn't really well, give Did that reason. feel like a rejection, like a huge rejection to you? Or were you like, absolutely, okay, because I had invested all my life plus this extra year of like trying to get everything in line to go again. And they're like, nah. We're mm-hmm. good. So yeah, it it way fucking sucked. And like and I just I feel like I feel like you're so lucky. I'm just hearing this story and I'm like, that's a spiritual experience. That's the fucking universe um, working yeah, for but the you. Social it's both. implications of not going on a mission and having to stay in your small town are just like no, I get, like, I the get community it, was but really it probably hard. prompted you to leave, didn't it? So again, another no, blessing. No, 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 <laughs> no. I was more stronger in the church than ever at that point. Mm-hmm. So no, like, I mean it like, prompted you to leave town. Um, I was already going to leave town. Okay. Like I was, I was at Snow College, which isn't really that big of a step out of town, but like I was already going to go to Logan. <laughs> so like, I was never going to stick around. I was, uh, I, I was not destined to stay in Richfield. I'm too much of a city boy for that. So <laughs> where do you live? Just Salt Lake? Salt Lake, S- South Jordan specifically. Oh, we are adjacent. I live in Cottonwood Heights. I also work downtown and I... Even though you haven't mentioned where you, you work, know, you I'm know pretty where I sure work. I know. <laughs> well, I'm going to quit For tomorrow. one more day. So. <laughs> what? I hate it there. Absolutely Get fucking out. hate it there. And I feel bad, too, because like my manager texted me this morning, and he's like, hey, I'm sorry that you got all the crappy shifts. He's like, I rearranged it, so you got some good ones. And I'm just going to be like, I, ca- I can't be there anymore, dude. I, like, I, I'm just miserable. Dude. I hate it. Like, honestly, if I can't pinpoint exactly why I hate it, and I think it's because it's, ju- it's a facade. It, that's what it is. I hate facades. And that is... You know where because I work. Because it's like a ritzy hotel. Well, it's just like, it feels like amateur hour to me. And when I, I, when I walk into that building, I don't expect amateur hour. So the fact that every single second of every single day is that, even if by amateur hour, even like the vets who've been there forever, they don't help each other. So if you're not going to teamwork on your shift, that's amateur mm, hour to me. Totally. And if the, I don't see the manager my whole entire shift, that's amateur hour to me. And you were like expecting something much more put together. Polished. Polished, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. for totally. what it was. And it's like, and uh, the money's not as good as, it, like, the scheduling's always funky. So either you're running your ass off or you're just standing around looking at each other. And it's just like, I don't know how to, like, I've, I've offered suggestion. They got their feelings hurt. And I'm just like, okay, well, I'm at, I can't do that. I can't be here anymore. So see you got, off, you got offered, like, management position. And then they were like, never mind. What? Well, no, they didn't say never mind. Um, oh, yeah, they, you said never mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they offered me a management position, like, the first week, which is, was also a huge red flag. I know my resume's badass, but it's like, come on. Um, see, like, let's see what I can do first. <laughs> um, but they offered me a management position because they're opening a new restaurant, and which is a secret, but whatever. Uh, so I was like, okay, cool. And I was super excited about it. And I was getting a fill for everyone. And I was like pumped. And I was like trying to get like my crew together, people that like, I was like keeping an eye on everybody. Cause that's, I was, I'm a, ma- I'm a good manager. And I was like, okay, we're getting this new restaurant going. I want to see who looks good for what, what position, where their strong suits are, where they, where they shine, where they don't shine. Cause that's, you know, I'm, I have ADHD and I'm going a million miles a minute. Like, that's what I do. And I think it's a fun part of the restaurant. And then there's some flaws that they have. And it's like, I have the new set of eyes. Let's take advantage of it. And I gave like a professional but critical review because they ask us to review our shift every day after work. 
And I was frustrated and I said, I didn't, I didn't just complain. I gave solutions to every complaint. And then I sat down with the guy who offered me the job like three days. I, Cause like the day before I sent the review, he was like, Hey, he sent me with the job offer. <laughs> and then I sent the review and then like two days later, I was like, hey, I need to sit down with you just to ask some questions. And I'm like, okay, so when does the job start? I need to go like shopping for like professional attire because I've gained like 20 pounds since the pandemic. And um, he's like, well, I want to go shopping quite yet. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, uh, what? And he's like, yeah, I need to hire my general manager first to see if they want you. And um, I just want to. And it's like he sent me the job offer like 20, 48 hours ago. Wow. 72 hours ago. Should and have figured this out beforehand. Yeah. yeah and uh, so I text like the uh, employee manager who like is like our liaison. Like if we have complaints, we go to her. And she knew I was going to send that review because I walked in and I was pissed at her. And she's like, would you just write this all down in a review, send it in, and I'll send it to the higher ups just so they can get some understanding. She's like, because you are you know what you're doing. She's like, you're great. Like she sees a lot in me, which pisses me the fuck off because she's getting cut off at the freaking knees too because she's hiring all this great talent and then they're chasing us away so um <coughs> she i just fucking told her what hierarchies. happened yeah right i told her i'm like look he got his feelings hurt i'm like i'm not really interested in you know coddling the fragile male ego like if he can't get some commentary we are so fragile sorry <laughs> yeah i was we like just need to admit it and so I just sent him an email. I was like, I'm just not really interested. I'm like, uh, I'm like, I, it looks like I have something to prove to you. And I feel like you guys have something to prove to me. So if in the next six months or so something comes up and you feel like I'm a good fit for it, please do consider me. But I'm not interested at this time. Thank you. And he didn't talk to me for like a month. <laughs> he just barely started <laughs> talking to me again. Um, and you're like, bye, bitch. <laughs> yeah. But no, but like, I'm like, I don't care. And it's like, he's a French dude, too. So I'm expecting him to be bitchy. But like... <laughs> And I love it. God love him. I love the French. <laughs> but, like, I told the food runner. He's not even my actual, like, straight-up manager. But I told one of the food runners um, that I was going to quit the other day. And my freaking manager was up my ass all day long. He, like, talks to me. Like, he comes and checks it up. And, I mean, he asked me how the podcast was doing the other day. Um <laughs> Like he like texts like he texts me like I I was four is he hours like fake late. caring for you is that what this is I think he's actually like okay yeah Bobby drives me crazy but she is actually like a damn fine employee because I I am opinionated mm. and in the restaurant industry it's really hard for women you have to go hard <laughs> and it's like I give as good as I get and I can back it up with fucking my work ethic like I know how to do anything you know <laughs> but like I think that's a Richfield thing is the work ethic. For a small yeah, town thing, at least. I, I agree with that. Like, I learned, thank God my first job was at the Flying M in Penguin, Utah, where I had to do literally everything. <laughs> uh, because if it wasn't, and I had one of these cush restaurant jobs up here, I would be terrible. <laughs> but, like, I, everyone's just like, holy shit, she can just go and go and go. And it's like, sure can. And I'm going to do it, and I'm going to be badass at it, and everything's going to be clean and organized the whole time it's happening. Like, fuck off. They didn't um, make me milk cows for nothing. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, uh, and I have a culinary degree. Like, what the fuck? Like, kiss my ass. You shouldn't be kissing my ass. You should be giving me good shifts. But uh, I just decided, like, the other day, one day, if you work in one place, you make 200 bucks. If you work in another place, you make, f like, 50 bucks. 
And I'm like, that's so inconsistent and it's not worth it. And so I just told my other job, I'm like, put me on all the events (laughs) and I put out all my resume. I've already gotten like so many responses already. So I might go to a different prestigious hotel downtown. So (laughs) I'll keep you updated. (laughs) I hope the Backstreet Boys go there too. No, I mean, that is the shame because all the celebrities go to this one. And uh, the the NBA has a contract with them where, and I really want to meet Steven Adams. So... (laughs) I, w- I told Makaya la- the last time we had dinner, which was like a Monday, I was like, I'm going to stick it out for Steven Adams. And then I went to work the next day and I'm like, yeah, I'm quitting. Yeah, <laughs> I never <laughs> I'm like, I'm done. It's over for me. But um, They just released the schedule. I bet you could figure out when he's in town. I think he's on the Pelicans now. He is remember. on the Pelicans. And I don't think I can hold out. I just can't. <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry, Steven. I love you. I can't hold out. But I can't hold out. But you just do know New that Zealand. I love you. Catch him there. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'll just see him. Maybe we'll just cross paths one day. But but Makai and I both agree, and so does Kevin, that he would fit in very well with our friend group. (laughs) (laughs) We have celebrities like that. We're like, you should be our friend. Anyways, not to hijack your fireside with my problems. (laughs) Yeah, no, they're not real celebrities. Like, Aaron Woodall is not a celebrity. (laughs) (laughs) He made a podcast once, and we're like, be our friend. Come hang out. I'm like obsessed with ben kissel from the last podcast on the left like i think we'd have the most beautiful children and he's from wisconsin <laughs> i love me a wisconsin boy yeah midwest boys cute yeah um, um i wanted to finish my story about how dare you experience. finish your story is it okay if we were out back <laughs> yeah no i'm sorry i went on a tangent i'm i'm going through some things right now <laughs> um we love you so family. we i was super mormon i was also gay and like trying to rip suppress it. And then like, there was a time when I was like hooking up and then doing the Mormon guilt thing of like going to my Bishop being like, Oh my God, I did this. I don't know what's going on. And they're like, okay, well you're on, we're going to take your temple recommend, see how it goes. Anyway. So I did that for a couple of years. And then as right as I was, it was like my senior year of college. And as I was um, like the year after, I just like, was like, I can't do this pattern anymore of just, like doing the gay shit and then repenting and trying to do the Mormon shit. So it just yeah. was like, I'm going to hold both and have both be there, but not like do the negative reinforcement part and just mm. like see where it goes. Right. Mm. And then, th- and that was like two really hard years of like, I was like running away from uh, disciplinary councils. I like moved to, cause I, thought one was coming and i was like i don't want to do this i'm not ready to tackle this right now mm. wait so and like in the church a disciplinary council within the church it's kind of yeah, like if exactly. somebody tattles on you then you have to go and like talk to the bishop like we but caught I was the one tattling on myself like it was me repenting and they're like oh. "Ooh, i think we're gonna have to go to the stake president and like i i got the vibes from my one bishop that like i had done it one too many times so they were gonna refer me to a disciplinary council and that was when I moved into the frat house. So I was like, see you later. I'm going to go be gay over here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where'd you um, go? Where were you at? Frat house? Like, Utah State. Still? I was okay. I was in uh, Alpha Tau Omega, ATO. So um, <laughs> did you go to church anymore after that? Or did yes, you... yes. I was going to church the whole time. And, um, and then when I moved to Salt Lake and started working in Salt Lake, I was still going to church and still was like Mormon, but just like dating dudes and hooking up and... It's when I met Chad as well. Like I was still wearing garments when Chad and I first met and went on our date and then hooked up, even though we didn't mean to. Anyway. Oh yeah, the gays never <laughs> mean to hook up. <laughs> the uh, like I was like, oh, we were at dinner. I was like, oh, I've never. We were gonna 
we were talking about, was it Drumline or something? I think it was Drumline. <laughs> I think it was Drumline. Oh, my God. I and I was like, I haven't seen Drumline. He's like, oh, my God, we should go watch it. And so we got on the train, and I lived right off the train, okay, so we went so to you my house. M- it might have been an accident for you, but it was not for him. Let's go watch uh, he, Drumline. I think, uh, yeah, on, I think I he knew the story. He was a little less innocent <laughs> than like I was. That's like saying, let's put in Seabiscuit. <laughs> well, I, remember, I remember asking my brother. He went like to Master and Commander, um, and I'm like, how oh was God. it? He's like, uh, make out movie. movie. He's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I still haven't seen Drumline, just for the record. <laughs> You're like, I've heard it in the background. <laughs> Our roommate walked in arousing. on us. <laughs> oh. We weren't quite that busy, but like, it was like also the first time like I had brought a boy home, and like, yeah. Anyway, it was. <laughs> it wasn't the first time I brought a boy home, but like, first time he walked in on me and a guy messing around, so. What were you like in the living room, or did he just like be like, "Hey, yeah, bro, we were going? in the beanbag chair in the living room watching <laughs> oh, TV." Oh no, that beanbag <laughs> chair! <laughs> Those were cum stains. <laughs> no cum stains on the beanbag chair. He got a new cover. They have a bed now. It's the same cover. Two <laughs> <laughs> things I tell myself. <laughs> oh, you guys want to hear a gross cum story? Oh my god. <laughs> it's, it's I have really one too. <laughs> it's really quick. I'll tell it real quick. I may have told it already. I hope I have it. Um, I hope it's not a retail. But I was, uh, I worked in Park City. It was winter time, and I was at the bar after work, and I ran into like one of the chefs within my company, or not a chef, just one of like one of the cooks. Um, he was one of the sushi cook sushi guys. But uh, I was like, I knew we had weed, and I was supposed to not be smoking because I was on uh, probation, <laughs> more or less. And <laughs> I had to do a drug test, but uh. I was like, uh, hey, man, let me take you home, I'll, and you can smoke me out. And he's like, cool. So I we go, we'll go home to his house, and I'm sitting on his couch. And there's, like, a bottle of aloe vera juice in oh his – and it's just sitting next to it. <laughs> and I pick it up, and I'm like, what is this? And for some reason, I turn it upside down. No, Bobby. And he's like, no! <laughs> <laughs> and it went all over my hand and my – jacket we call it the cum jacket i still wear it oh around i love that my jacket. god i need a uh, trigger warning before that nope <laughs> i was like <laughs> i was like trigger warning this guy <laughs> I was like, keeps his cum in a bottle well no he go it was just it was just one load like it was just like a bad laziness, <laughs> i think but i was like he was like no 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 no, no. and then i stick two fingers in it oh smell my it god. and i go is this <laughs> cum <laughs> and he goes yeah. And Bobby's all <laughs> up in it. Bobby is like, mm, is this cum? And I'm like, well, can I have a washcloth? <laughs> oh and he's like, yeah. And I was like, cool. And I like, like toweled myself off. And he's like, I'm pretty sure you're the coolest girl I've ever met. <laughs> he's like, most girls would have freaked out about that. And I'm like, well, man, the next time you get your cum on me, just let's have it be warm. <laughs> oh, my oh, my God. God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then I kept the secret the whole time he worked in the company. Like, and I was tight with so many, like his boss, his boss is Papa Stan. And I was like, I want to tell him so bad. Like, I want to tell him, but I'm like, no, he oh can't. God. Like, the you kitchen just... will kill him. So um, I he finally quit the company, and I was walking down Main Street in Park City one night, and he's like, hey. And I was like, hey. And he's like, thanks for never saying anything. And I'm like, it's, I'm like, it's cool. Go buy me a drink. Well, you owe me a drink, though. He's like, that's fair. So he got me <laughs> drunk. <laughs> My cum stain story is because one time I was at the gym in the sauna, and I posted like. Co-ed. Uh, I don't know. I posted co-ed. Like, yeah, of course it was co-ed. All of them are co-ed. 
Um, I posted like a pencil. I I posted my shoes, and like a thought that I was having, and like you know on my Instagram stories or whatever. Uh-huh. And Chad, JD's br- boyfriend, <laughs> fiance. I need to correct that. He is not my boyfriend. He's not my partner. Oh, fiance. He's my bian- God, fiance. Fiance. When are you guys getting married? Who knows. <laughs> <laughs> It's just a title. Boy, he was a boyfriend at <laughs> no the promotion. time. Uh, but yes, fiance, he DMs me, like replies to the story and was like, that's a cum stain. Right between my feet in the background of this whatever inspirational text I decided to do was just this fucking cum stain. And I have no idea because like, I have no I'm idea what to look for. just about the circle of life. Yes, I'm like, <laughs> Elton John's man, playing in the background. Had a, had a great workout. Just who the fuck knows. But thanks, Chad, for educating me because now I know. Look, just happens, everywhere. man. Just, just happens. happens. I had no that, idea. That's why the comics in Maryland talk about it all the time. Like, I because it's like, I feel like this is something that guys just have to like joke about because it's like when you first started coming, you had no control over it, right? Like, it was like you got a boner whenever, right? Yeah, in the middle of class, <laughs> and you're like, what the hell? How do I get rid of this? You flip it up into your waistband, man. Come on. Yep. <laughs> oh my. Tuck and God. roll. Come into you your start, belly button. You start carrying your books different. <laughs> Yep, that's real. <laughs> like, like it's like a breeze can give you an erection. So it's like I, I maybe it's because I have brothers because I was friends with all the boys. A wayward like, thought, just like yeah, in in high school or middle school, just like and if you're wearing like shorts or something, like don't look underneath people's desks in the middle of class because you will see a rogue boner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, in my mind, I just looked under the everybody's desk. <laughs> I was like, wow, have I done this before? Specifically, Mr. Cuff's class is the image that I have in my mind. Honestly, I, Mr. Cuff's class was one. so chill. How did he teach us? Because I feel like we never were doing anything. I, no I, didn't, learn sh- I didn't learn shit, and neither I did JD. I so much of Mr. Knew, Cuff's class. Except for geography. It was JD knew everything about geography before he even stepped foot in high school, yeah, so I he didn't, didn't have Mr. to Cuff. pay attention. I hated geography, man. I hated it. Just because I hated my teacher in Penguin. I thought he was a, such a cunt. And I was just like, okay, well, I'm just not going to learn this. <laughs> in fourth grade, I won a geography B. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> he, be, he beat I a did, fifth I grader. I was in the geography I B, too. That's so cool, dude. I think I got out in, like, the eighth round. No, he was runner-up. No, no you I'm won. Saying, I'm saying I no, did. I won. I'm, no, I'm saying I did when I did it. I thought oh. I was in it, too. I was fun. It was, like, exciting. It was yeah, way was, fun. And I was, like, yeah. nervous as hell. And the other girl was Michelle. Michelle Curtis? Cur- oh, no. Uh, she's two years old. Anyway. It might have been Michelle Curtis. I don't remember. She's, anyway. she's my she's my age. She's our age. So I can't brag that much because one of the questions was which state has the most rainfall per year, and I put South Africa. I misheard the question. Was it Washington or Oregon? Florida is the correct oh, answer. She got Flo- that one right. Oh, okay. you heard? I don't know what you heard. What? Oh, what? Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. You heard either. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you were just like, I can't take the pressure anymore. Because I would do that in those sort of things. It was like the final round where we had five questions and the the one who answered the most of the five won. Mm -hmm. And so it was just us two and we had these whiteboards. And I I just, I heard country, I guess, instead of state. And South Africa is a fucking desert for the record. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a, it's not even a country, is it? It's like it South Africa's no a country, yeah. 
Oh, it is. Okay, well, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse the fuck Come out on, of me. Come on, Bobby. I know. I mean, seriously, I Please, hate I'm the fourth grade geography <laughs> champion. It's like whenever a running there's joke. So, with... Whenever there's something like in a distant place that we watch in like film club, I, I'm always like, JD, where is this? Because before <laughs> I, I had JD in my life, I just assumed... I don't know what the world looks like. I don't know where things are. So I'm just like, hmm, in a in a land far, far away. This <laughs> is like, happening. Oh, yeah. In a galaxy far, That's far away. That's a random European country. <laughs> um, yeah. I think I'm, I'm better at nerd. Europe, it's but fine. like, like I'm not good at it. I'm not great. Like, I, I, I bet I could do all of the states and like Canada and Mexico. I can I do all the states. every country <laughs> in the world at one point. It's been a minute, but could wow. you have, could you imagine if we could if I couldn't get Canada? <laughs> That would be so fucking awesome. <laughs> we should do we should do a geography be between all three of us and see. Can we do that on our fireside night? Yeah. Totally host a geography <laughs> bee. We should just go to a bar and do geography or do uh, uh, yes, one of the contests. One of the contests at the live fireside will be like, who did the most countries right? <laughs> I will just cross out Africa. Like just I just set seriously will. Well, You're it like. Out. Half of the south, the south half of Africa is just South Africa. The whole, <laughs> the whole thing. I like make, this I is like Southern sh- Africa. Shade it all in, so it's just one block. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, geography is yeah, not my dork. strong suit. No, I think it's fine. Um, I think that's way cool. I, I, li- I mean, I liked learning about different countries. I just could never like tell you where they were. I love, I love it. Like geography is just like knowing other places exist and other people are different i, I yeah. don't know i just no I that's cool. true that's real dude that's how i felt about books and shit like i was like yeah take me there right exactly um i'm gonna finish my mormonism story Can we <laughs> again i'm so sorry we're like <laughs> this <laughs> this is how we are though so you knew what it's you fine. knew what you're getting into i'm just gonna <laughs> jump back in so i i was i was trying to do both the mormon and gay thing and so i just like did both for a couple of years and there were a couple of really hard years and um i moved out of my apartment and down in salt lake downtown salt lake and moved to south jordan and the house i'm in now and i kind of just like stopped going to church and in this this new house i kind of got it larger than what i would need for just me because i wanted to rent rooms out and so i posted a uh listing on craigslist uh, no, KSL, but it's not KSL. They use Rentler, so whatever. Mm. So I posted a <laughs> listing, and on that listing, I was trying to communicate, like, um, yeah, because you can't discriminate really housing. Yeah, well, I, I can a little bit because I live here, um, but oh. I like posted. I'm looking for mail. Um, I'm, you know, I have an LDS background because that's how I saw myself, and like I wanted to communicate that like it's not like a drug house yeah. like i didn't really drink at that point either you didn't want so to be like, a party house yeah so i just I, ju- I wanted to communicate like lds standards kind of a thing or mm-hmm. like so i said lds background and this mom came with her 30 year old son who was weird and um he she was looking she was helping him find a place i think she was probably trying to get him out of her house hmm. anyway Don't so they fucking say <laughs> right she's like so, dragging him they like look around the house and they're like, we love it. Cause of course who doesn't love it? It's brand new. It looks mm-hmm. great. You're the first one on this, in this room. Mm-hmm. So they um, gave me like a deposit, a couple hundred dollars cash on the spot. Save us a spot. We'll, we want it. 
and they made me like write out a receipt and sign it that says like I gave them money or whatever. And for whatever reason, my parents were up and Chad was here helping helping me move because it was like right when I moved in. And on Did the way you out, know I was Chad? like, Oh yeah, because of the apartment. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I I introduced them and just said, Hey, this is my boyfriend Chad and my parents. And they like looked at each other and they were like, Uh oh. And they left, kind of like, oh shit. And then I saw them leave. And I intentionally introduced them to my boyfriend because I knew I wanted to make sure that they understood that, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I knew that wasn't quite clear, whatever. So they uh, saw them leave. I was like, oh, okay, that, they kind of gave me some weird looks. And they saw them come right back. And they're like, um, we don't want to do this anymore. Um, we want our deposit back. And I said, okay, chill, whatever. Tore up the receipt, gave them back their cash. And as we were like doing that out, um, the mom said to me, you can't do that to us. Hmm? And like, what? you can't claim you're Mormon. Right. Because that's what we were expecting. Oh, right? what? And so there was Shit. this realization of like self-perception at that point oh, where it was like, Oh, right. Ah, I can't be gay. I'm, Mormon. I'm not really Mormon anymore. Yeah. Right. I'm more gay. Right. And so I reposted the ad, changed the language and said, LGBTQ friendly. Mm. because like that was I I didn't quite identify at that point or didn't know how I identified but that was just more true right Mm -hmm. and so like it kind of sucked like I don't know I mean I guess you could have both though did you keep the LDS uh background well he's a Gemini (laughs) yeah you are (laughs) that's true you can do both both. (laughs) um no, I, I just, I got, I got rid of it because I didn't want that to happen again. Like it yeah. hurt. And I just also realized that how far I'd come mm. and realized like. It was like a shedding of your skin or something. Like you were molting Absolutely. Yeah. The people who I thought I belonged to don't see me as belonging to them. Mm-hmm. Right. Because of. Or was it, oh, or was it just like a revolution? It was both. It, yeah. it hurt. And it was also just this like this next step I needed to take of like realizing that the gayness came with an identity Uh that I hadn't been ready to take on yet. And it helped me take that on. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, helped just contextualize it a little bit more for me and like how I viewed myself. And I really needed it. Like, like it's a shitty thing to say and like heaven forbid that that happened to anybody else. But like, honestly, it was a reality check for me where I could just say like I'm past that like I'm I don't I don't want people to be confused about what they're getting when they're getting from me and so I it was this process of like I started dating Chad I was telling people I had a boyfriend and then like oh like I'm LGBTQ I'm part of this club I'm not a part of this other club and it just it it helped me put my identity where it needed to be like Mm. it helped me fix that thought right and so um, uh, that's kind of like my, that was my trigger. Right. And I wouldn't call it like a shelf breaking. And so, like I said, my, I don't think my shelf broke. Right. Mm. I just think I had experiences. I was holding both and the one stopped being who I was. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. And you got like, a goddamn I, shelf. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't need this shelf anymore. Stay at yeah, my I just, house I just got rid of it. Garbage. <laughs> I have so much. I actually do need to clean out my shit at my mom's house. So thank you for reminding me. Will she let you? <laughs> oh, yeah. My parents are chill. 
with uh, they love Jack. No, no, no. I'm they saying just, like they from the hoarder standpoint, like that's oh, what I'm trying to throw anything away. Could, She's I like, could throw I my so shit hard. away there. They, I could throw my shit away. I just can't throw their shit away. <laughs> yeah, but like the baby blanket, she's like, oh, but his baby blanket. Uh, sure I, I have a stack of baby blankets, and I'm like, I guess I could piece them all together to make a blanket that I could use. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Seriously, you all the shit I want to throw away uh, that I have a hard time throwing away, I just want to make a blanket. <laughs> yeah, it's like dude. t-shirts from clogging. And I'm like, right. <laughs> I made a high school blanket of all my high school shirts. I have like college shirts I want to make a blanket with. Anyway. I'm sure I've talked about this before. I made a, a blanket out of my friend's boxers when he was on his mission. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wasn't using Hot. them anymore. He's got well, like his dad. The like, stained blanket <laughs> boxer blanket. For real though, huh? But like he, you know, JD, are you drooling? <laughs> yeah, the don't boys, mind me. The boys sagged in uh in high school. You remember that? The boys sagged. You can always see their boxers. I loved that. And he always had the best boxers. And he actually looks a lot like Brayden Bagley. I will admit that. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> this is a boy from Panguitch. Um, and I, when he went on his mission, because I, lo- like, I loved him, um, I called his mom. And I was like, hey, because I loved his mom, too. I was in this house a lot. I was like, can I have all these boxers? And oh my God. she was can like, you imagine <laughs> being a mom receiving this Because call? he's wearing garments now. So well, he doesn't exactly, need his I'm boxers. Like, he doesn't need them anymore. Like, I think, and like, I'm like, we all loved his boxers. Like, he would be like, I'm wearing my pineapple boxers today for you. Like, he'd tell me that. I'm like, that makes me oh so happy. Um, so I. <laughs> that is really funny. And like, I would tell him, like, wear these boxers tomorrow for good luck. Like, if we had like a math test, like, he had like math test boxers. And I'd be like, wear those. And he's like, okay, cool. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> and, uh. Because his last name starts with a B, mine starts with an A. Anyway, uh, so I called. Uh, Sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? So, so I called his mom and asked her for him, and she oh, because we were emailing. She would email me all of his uh, mission letter, like his emails. She'd forward them to me. So I was like, hey, can you just can I just go come by and get all of his boxers? And she's like, that's actually like a really fun idea. And I'm like, because I was like, if it's weird, just say no. It's okay. You don't have to say yes to me. And she's like, no, I I'm going to. I love that. And then she went it's home and weird. told her. She went home and told her <laughs> husband. No, she went home and told her husband, and he's like panicked. <laughs> and I was like, she's like, when I went and picked her up, she's like, I washed him several times, and I'm like, I have brothers, like it's fine, like it's whatever. But I Dudes guess dudes probably about it, have underwear since like s- way too many years longer than they should have, and then you just took their cum stain <laughs> underwear and made. Uh, blanket out of it. Yeah, but his <laughs> wife told me that it's their favorite blanket, so suck it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm trying to say to you. I, I love rolling blanket. around in my oh husband's my old <laughs> crusty. No, here's the thing, though. Like, his mom was, like, such, like, she was a teacher, and she was also, like, really, he, he was always, like, if there was stains, they were not there. Like, she was good at, like, being a housewife, too. Like, in a mom. Like, he had a very clean room. He always was clean, presentable. His underwear wasn't new. She it wasn't old. She did for him. Yeah, so, like, it wasn't like he was ratty-ass underwear. It was, like, he had, Men like, are like that, though. Yeah, I know, but, like, she, uh, she wouldn't allow it. And she was also, like, there were some you are not getting. And I'm, like, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> she filtered out the bad underwear. But, like, I'm weird. That's what I do. I'm a weirdo. And anyways, his wife loves the, the fucking blankets. Shut up. <laughs> um... There's also something else I wanted to tell you, Bobby. About Kinder the already knows. <laughs> no, not about the... Well, I guess it's about my gay, Chad. Uh-huh. Um, so, you and your podcast, you both helped uh-huh. Chad get a job through the podcast. Oh, what? So, um, Brad and Amanda Perry, who oh, cool. are listeners, yeah? Mm-hmm. They left a review on Apple Podcasts, and 
I picked up that that's who that was. And I'd also saw that Brad posted about this company that he worked for. And Chad had been looking for a job for a while. And so I researched like a his company. a very long while. A yeah, long like while. Over a year. He was yeah, laid off in July last year. That sucks. Yeah. So I messaged Brad and I s- asked um, if he would mind, you know, taking an introduction. Well, first off, it was important that I saw that he um, was listening to your podcast because I don't know who's okay with the gay. Like Brad's a fellow Sigurd and he knows me very well. At least mm-hmm. f- he was lived down the road from me. And so, like, you just don't know who's okay with the gay. Yeah, and they were very and Mormon. Well, yeah, but that, right. th- that's that's actually, the Perrys are actually a really good example of why I love Mormons. Because they were super Mormon, and they did have it hard, and they were eccentric, which I loved. I loved that about them. They were, like, weird. and But Brad was always so kind to me. His mom was one of the... C- kindest women i've probably met to his this mom is day. so nice yeah mm-hmm. so kind so beautiful and brad was like quiet but he'd say some of the wildest shit like i loved him and like i could get him to laugh if i could get brad to laugh i knew i was doing a good job <laughs> so like he's always been like a cool cat like i've always dug him so the fact that we he were is, never friends mm-hmm. like he, he might have been just a little bit older than like old he was enough like a satellite of our friends too like well, yeah, but yeah. he was also, he, I think he was alone. I don't know. I think he was kind of a loner and he did his own thing. Because I think, I think what goes on inside Brad Perry's head is the most interesting. <laughs> I've always wondered. <laughs> so, like, the fact I, that he listens and likes this podcast is such a huge compliment to me. Because I've always thought he was just, like, a different soul. But he was also just a sweet person. And he had that Mormon goodness to him, which I really liked. And he accepted everybody. He, and, was, he was always really nice to me. Mm-hmm. And, like... Knowing that he was like they commented, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm like feel comfortable reaching out to like ask him to consider my boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. My fiance. I thought we could be a filter for you. I like that. Right, <laughs> and so he was really gracious and met with Chad, and Chad had a f- couple of interviews, and I'm, I think Brad was in the back advocated for him, mm-hmm. and so Chad will have started a new job, and Yay! thanks to that. So thank well, you for the podcast. But also, thank you, Brad, yeah, for Brad. being a good neighbor, and um, that's really rock star of you. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's Brad to me. Like, I've always yeah. just, like, I just feel like he's just, like, it's genu- not surprising, genuinely, it? he's just such a genuine soul to me. He's always been that way. So, like, when I, like, this is why I'll never say I hate Mormons, because I don't, because, like, there are Brads out there. Like, I love that kid. Like, I've always just been, like, he's so, he walks to the beat of his own drum, you know? And he's so smart. So smart. So he's kind. So smart. Mm-hmm. He's it's just cool. And I think that's part of the Richfield tie too. Like, again, I don't know if like is he still every Mormon, small though? town is like this. Are they, are they still Mormon? Are they struggling with it? I don't, I remember I don't, reading their I don't review, think but I don't, so. I'm okay. not sure. But yeah, like um, that's interesting too, because like, that's a good example. Is like all these examples I'm giving, like Kendra's an example of why I loved Mormons. They're, she's not a Mormon anymore. <laughs> so maybe I don't love Mormons anymore. That's not true. <laughs> I love, love my the Mormon, Mormon journey. Maybe the, maybe the brand of Mormonism you like is those secret people that are like, and actually I'm not. No, I mean, I'm thinking about Mormons, people who are Mormon right now that I love. It's like, true. <laughs> it's just but e- it's also like culturally Mormon too. Yeah. Like we all have that background. Mm-hmm. So like you could say I like Mormons, but it's just like that cultural foundation of being, having that background too. Did you listen to Miracle's culture. episode yet? Yeah, I did. Did you think it was interesting that she said it was harder to be non-Mormon than black? The only black kid. I was like, whoa. Fascinating. Whoa. Um, 
I'm sure that being black didn't help like right. the non-Mormon side, mm-hmm. but like absolutely fascinating to see. Like I'm kind of proud of us in a way that, that we weren't, we were, we were more, uh, what is it? Religious or instead of racist. <laughs> <laughs> but still um, I was like, whoa. I was definitely like that bitch though. Like people who were not Mormon, I had a hard time with just because like my, it was such a threat to me because I used Mormonism as a deflection. Right. So like mm-hmm. anything that I was made me uncomfortable, I just used Mormonism to like bring that comfort. And if anything challenged that, like I, I didn't want anything to do with it. So like I was probably that bitch to somebody. I feel like I also identify with that because I was fighting so hard to not be who I was that I was like, well, this is who I am. And I feel like I had a reputation for having a crush on every boy, like Adam Chapel. I have a crush on every boy. Yes. I was that <laughs> fucking girl from teen girl squad. Um, <laughs> And I don't know I what think any it, of this is, but I'm loving it. <laughs> you guys have your little inside jokes. <laughs> I honestly think that was why is because I was tr- I was trying so hard. Methinks thou dost oppress. Uh, what is that? Protest oppress too thyself. Much. I'll protest. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> My mind just went so fucking blank. Yeah. Also, um, we can go as long as you want. I'm need, like, don't chill. feel like you have to wrap up anything like by the two. I'm hours. just trying to make sure I get my stories in, but like, yeah, yeah. I want I'm, you, to, I I'm, want you to tell I'm all down. your stories. Yeah, I'm enjoying. Um, your can we stuff. talk about how roof sitting in Richfield is a thing? Oh yeah, because in yeah. in Miracle Story, she was like catching random people on the roof, and like that was a thing. We would mm-hmm. like break in on the high school roof, and I got on Pavant High. Uh, I slept on second building roof school. with Dave <gasps> Smalley once. Yeah, it's and totally Kendra, a thing. And Kendra and uh, Jamie and Cannon, right? Uh, no, Jamie Bergen. No, I'm talking about the other Kendra, Kendra Torgerson. Yeah, Torgerson, that's right. And Dave Smalley, and then some boy from South Severe, which one? Was it Bob or was it Matt? Anyways, point is, we slept on, yeah, the roof, the roof is, the roof is a legit, like, roof. Like, Do you remember like, the lunch van, like, having a dent on the top because yeah, of all the kids always jumping on. on top of the roof? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, and like Jake and I would sit sit on the roof and just see like he would be like, "Can you see that?" I'd be like, "Yeah," and then I go past it. Can you see that? Yeah, and then he go past it. We just like stay sit on the roof and have so much fun and through his telescope and stuff. I don't even know. I don't even know why we were. It was a thing to get on the roof because it was like a an act of like disobedience that wasn't like vandalism yeah. yeah so it was just like naive enough that like i would participate in no i love stupid vandalism like i love to do shit that was just like what <laughs> but like didn't do any actual property damage like that was my yeah, thing. exactly it was, was like rebelling but like not doing mm-hmm. anything bad it's called rebellious within the limits and i love that like, <laughs> yeah it's not bad That's it's me. not good it's not bad. I mean, is it is it bad to like, sleep on the high school roof, or is that just some no. good times? No, that's but it's, it's still like school. trespassing. It's trespassing. <laughs> I whatever. I pay taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yeah, I started paying taxes when I was sixteen because I was an idiot. <sighs> Rude. <sighs> I was like, I'm gonna be a, a responsible citizen and file my taxes. Um, but <laughs> because and <laughs> because I grew up so like uptight about myself. Like, I have to find ways to, like, really intentionally, like, let that go. So, like, being gay is obviously, like, one of them. But, like, a recent venture I went on as I pierced my nipples, <laughs> which is, like, so not me. Oh, but, like, yeah. I did it as, like, as like a, 
like it was like to scare my inner child because it's like (laughs) i would never have done that as a kid but like i just like want it to be okay like i just it's a way to just like cross the line but not really cross the line because that like doesn't mean shit but like (laughs) for me and myself like that's just something i would never do so it's just it's been a fun experience it's like a little symbolic like it's like a little baptism like (coughs) here we are i have nipple rings now (laughs) jd sent me a selfie in the mirror and that is so reminiscent of and other other uh (laughs) terrible experiences that i've had where boys have sent me pictures and i was like Sorry, I was just having like Jace Crawford flashbacks. <laughs> <These> flashbacks here, like. <laughs> from like, dating. Oh, oh, oh! You want me? To I don't want to hear it, you guys. I'm still in the scene. I don't want to hear how awful it was for you, because you all found your rainbow tomorrow, both of you bitches. You know? Well, I'll give you his number if you want un- unsolicited selfies. Like I don't. I'm just saying. I'll send you shirtless pics all the time. <laughs> Thank you. That's we're missing the point here. <laughs> I flying right past it. <laughs> Kendra, I've never sent you a shirtless picture ever before. Right. And that's well, why it was when so, are you gonna start so doing shocking. It? Well, oh. now that I have something to show off, like. Yeah, geez. he sent me, he was like, look what I did. And I was like. Ugh. Took your shirt off. Where are your clothes? So is this, uh, it, uh, it doesn't make your nipples more sensitive? Do you like well, it? I don't or know you yet. Keep it's still forever? pretty new. Oh, so they're, you're st- they're still forming the hole. It's still healing. At least yeah. now you can breastfeed. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> you think you could put like a straw through it? Uh, yeah, totally. Wow. Wait, is it like a ring? No, it's a barbell. Oh. Yeah, I don't really get the nipple piercing thing, but I do have tattoos, so I get it. Like, I like, I get, I understand like dipping your toes, and like Lisa's covered in tattoos. Um, Lisa's so badass. I don't, I don't know if you're. <laughs> she's like, yeah, she's got like ta- so many tattoos, and um, but like, I like the just. Not going too deep. I'm glad none of us have like a meth problem. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> we are doing the right kind of minor self sabotage. <laughs> we, I mean, we all have an Adderall right? prescription, but we're well, not that's exactly right. Bad. It's like getting on the roof of the high school. Like, it's not really doing anything bad, but it's like definitely pushing boundaries and rules. Yeah. But it's, it's you, you got you to fill your time somehow. It's my flavor of reading. rebel. When um, I was like, I don't know. I was just breaking curfew or playing hide and seek at the church. You know, it's like or like I cops and robbers, which is the yeah. most innocent thing on the planet. But it's what also like, the... why did I just see twelve kids run across the street? Yeah, what was the game where you would like run through people's backyards and not get caught by the other person? Cops and robbers. No, it's called something else. Is it called toilet papering someone's house and then running? <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys remember sardines where you would like one yes. person would hide and then we'd all like lay down or hide together and it was cute because you were like kind Night of games in Richfield were the best. We also played um we also played tag, kick the can. road hockey. What is that oh. called? Oh yeah. Street hockey. Do you remember Do you yeah. remember playing street hockey and like whoever had I think it was Nick Van Dyke yes. had like that bucket of rollerblades? Yes. And you'd go play hockey in the in high the school parking lot. Parking that was lot. so yes. fun. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. See, that's the things that we were doing. We were we were staying out past curfew because we were with good people, yeah, not doing like, drugs or having sex. Did you guys get in trouble for staying? Because my mom was yes. pretty cool as long as I could like let her know where I was. Like my cur- what, what, what was oh, your curfew? Was, my my curfew was like chill. midnight or my like curfew was one 10. o'clock. 
My curfew oh. was like 10, but it was like a check-in. If I was if I was going to stay out later, I just needed to call in. Well, I guess when I lived with my grandparents, I wasn't allowed to be out at all. No. So. Yeah, that's where I was when I had a car. Yeah. I was at my grandparents. And for every minute uh, that I was late, I think I had to be like a day grounded. Oh, my God. Oh, what? really? Shit, yeah. that's creepy. Oh <laughs> and there were sometimes that people would have parties and I couldn't mm-hmm. go because I was on restriction. So I would like call and try to say pass the phone to so and so or pass the phone to so and so I would try to be at the party without being at the party it was embarrassing that was like Ferris Bueller's day off when he calls in and talks to everybody my parents were so chill about curfew like I all I had to do was just call in and say I was going to be late I just wanted to check in at 10 o'clock. Well, I mean, but like mom- I was a goody two shoes. So like my parents didn't have anything to worry about. Yeah. Same but with exactly. Yeah. What was I doing? Saving boob pictures to the computer. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> they, let, they shouldn't have not wanted you in the house. At home. Not at the party. <laughs> they should have let you go to the party. Because you're not going to ask us to see a girl's boobs, but you will look, look them up at on the internet. At the party. You didn't dare. Um, no, my mom, I mean, my mom was pretty chill. Like sometimes she'd like drop us off to the toilet paper site. <laughs> she'd be like, hey guys, have fun. <laughs> I got caught sneaking out of my driveway on a, a four wheeler because I tried to put it in neutral. We've all been there. Yeah. I tried to put it in neutral to push it down my driveway, which is a long ass driveway. And it, I'm not strong. So I was like, well, I guess I'm just hopping on and hoping that nobody wakes up. So I get like halfway down Hepler's Pond Road. I look back at my grandma's lights on. I'm like, fuck. So then I go to the um, <laughs> church parking lot and I park on the opposite side of the uh, dumpster, thinking that she's not going to think about seeing me on the other side. But no, I watch her go and then I watch her drive around the church and see me. <laughs> and so then I was hiding. I had Aaron with me. <laughs> we were hiding behind the parking, behind another thing. And my grandma pulls up and she's like, you are so in trouble. And I was like, Grandma? I never do anything bad. You're going <laughs> to let me toilet paper Patrick Henry's house, and then I'm going to come home. <laughs> and then Patrick Henry made fun of the toilet paper choice we had. <laughs> what that. is this, the cheap shit? <laughs> I was like, he was like, why is it floral? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's exactly what I imagined it being. And then I was like, oh, yes, my dreams came true. <laughs> of course your grandma has floral toilet paper. I love it. Um, Kendra, I wanted to ask you, um, being bi, how has your reception been as you've come out? I feel like being bi in the queer community is like a strange, um, part of the community because being bi is like, people want you to either be gay or straight. So like being bi is this like disruption of that standard and I, I'm just curious what your experience has been like in the queer community and like coming out. Thank you for asking. That's really kind of you. Um, yeah, that is a good question. <clears throat> I didn't come out for a long time because I do have attraction to men. And, but when I wanted, like when I craved like women attention, then I was like, I would go into these chat rooms and I would see by bashing or when I would be like, I'm bi, they'd be like, why are you here? This is a lesbian mm. chat room. And I'm like, I, I don't know where I fit. And um, totally. I didn't know hardly any bi people. Like, I think <clears throat> I only knew one bi person. And 
there's that stereotype, like you said, that you like make a decision, like exactly. you're just indecisive and or girls are just doing it for attention and boys are just closeted gays. So, yeah, I, that's what I used to say I used to be like, gr- the, bi girls are straight and bi boys are gay. Yeah. And which so is, I mean, like sh- a- it's, it's, it's a shitty, it's, it's a shitty point of view. So sorry that I had it. It's <laughs> not your fault. It's like, there's just societies, you know, it's the world we've lived in. So um coming out was really important to me my friends who also identify as bi were like why are you coming out like I thought you didn't want to be labeled or like why don't you just like why do you have to announce your sexuality and um the reason why I did it is because like a couple years before I came out as non-Mormon and I really wanted to come out as bi that year um but I just chickened out and um Hmm. So coming out as ex-Mormon on July 1st, because it was just outside of Pride Month, um, made me feel like that was kind of freeing to like let everybody know. I have people from my mission on there, people I've met in Indiana yeah. that like I love and I still can keep connected to, people that I've watched make anti-gay. I went through Prop 8 on Facebook. you know. Right. So I have a wide range of experience-based fr- friends. And coming out as bi or ex-Mormon was like testing the waters for that. But coming out as bi and still emphasizing the commitment to my marriage and just wanting to express that like I'm here. And um, people have been really nice. Yes, it's being seen. Um, I don't think I've lost any friends. There was one sad reaction to my post, and I think that was, like, my mission president, (laughs) which I was like, go ahead, be sad. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Like, you're already disappointed in me for not being Mormon anymore, so (laughs) I don't know. Um, Let um, the heartache rot. Yeah. (laughs) It was just... um, I did it during the pandemic. I was just like, you know what? If it, if there's any time to start being your authentic self, it's uh, when the world's ending. So um, I'm going to be here and very good reception. And um, my family had mixed reception too, but um, yeah. What about you? you? I, what I feel a- like our peers, it's like such an outdated like buy. That's like so not even like. Well, and like bi, I'm not, I'm not saying bi as in like, I only like men or women because there's like that binary aspect. Mm-hmm. I, I have, um, would you say it's more like pan? Well, pan is in bisexuality. Yes. Um, but it's like, I don't, <laughs> that David Rose, thank you Shits Creek for existing, um, conversation where it's not about the wine at it's not about the label it's about the wine Mm. um i've definitely fallen in love with people for who they are and um i just happened to be in love with spencer because right before i met spencer i made a deal with god (laughs) and was like you don't send somebody real quick i'm leaving the i'm leaving (laughs) this path because (laughs) i want to live who i am and meeting spencer did fit that desire for leaving the path because he was a return missionary, but he wasn't like, I read my scriptures every night. I do prayers for everything. He like, he and I agreed with about Spencer K 
kills me. He is so funny. No, he's he's such a great guy. I love him. (laughs) Like we were the naive ones in school, and he was like, I I don't know how much I should say, but he was the one smoking pot. Yeah, (laughs) he was the he was the stoner. (laughs) Yeah, so he like had um, he graduated from BYU, but he like had the same views as me as if like was what if we had a gay kid or like yeah he had voted for obama and i was just like <sighs> and he was just like had a uh, a heart that was so aligned with mine that that's yeah. who i fell in love with it wasn't gonna work out with anybody else and i was gonna go do my thing uh but i met him and he roped me back for me <laughs> I love the it. way you describe it, you're just like, sounds ah, so, damn it. so enthused. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> no. Uh, he's love of my life, so. People oh. have tried to win me over, and I'm like, I'm not leaving Spence, no. I feel like that's the only way I would date a girl is if I fell in love with just her person. Because, like, um, I do. one of my best friends is married to a, a woman, and she was married to a guy, and then, like, she's like, she's like I identified as straight. She's like, if I hadn't met Katie, I probably still would be maybe. So like she kind of rolls her eyes when like the girls who are straight come out and they're like, I'm a lesbian now. And she's like, no, you're just like doing the basic white bitch handbook. But like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like uh, she's, that's how she described it to me. She's like, I just fell in love with the person. She's like, I don't even know what my sexuality is. It's just like, I just know that I, who I love. I think there's so much power in that where it's like, you acknowledge the labels, but don't live by the labels, mm-hmm. right? Because it's important mm-hmm. to be able to be labeled as gay and bi because that has definition, but not living and breathing and dying by it because it can put you in a box that nece- you don't necessarily want to be in. So like well, labels kinda... are a whole, like Mormonism too. Like you can see like Mormonism has its flavors and putting yourself in a box one way may not necessarily reflect what you actually believe, right? Mm. And so just like letting... I I use identity as like a safety net so like I'm more saying this to myself too but like letting the labels be important for acknowledging differences but not living and breathing and dying by it because um it there's flexibility like there's fluidity in all sorts of identities and that's okay I think I think um, labels are gonna go away very soon. Actually, I think we're reaching that point where there's so many right now. Everyone's just gonna be like, God, "Who even cares anymore?" You know. But like, I think the reason why they're so important is because you know, the L- LGBTQ plus ancestors that have really had to like got murdered and Ugh. had to like it was important. Queer to have, history is yeah, so it's so sad. Important. It, it, like. And it's 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 heartbreaking. And it's like they did so much. They are true pioneers. They like truly we're in the muck and truly like if, if anybody yeah. if anybody doesn't like i think of queer history this similar to like mormon history right where like mm-hmm. there's so many pioneers and people that went before us like we have so many trans brothers and sisters and mm-hmm. and uh queer people of color that m- made such important impacts so that i could be where i am and mm-hmm. not you know in in a corporate job being myself without having to hide it and being able to bring Chad to events and hold mm-hmm. his hand in public and not having to hide it or doing sketchy sex in the right. restrooms or whatever, yeah. you know, like, and like, like there and is so 
filled with shame every time you do it. Like it is mm-hmm. important to have these labels, it, it, but I think it's getting to a point where it's just like, it doesn't matter. This is actually why I mean, this is one of the main things with the trans thing. Cause I don't want to be, I don't want, cause I feel like the trans kids are having the hardest time right now. Um, mm-hmm. They're, they're experiencing the least acceptance. So it's like, I don't want to have that, what the, the gay and lesbians had, because that's used to be just what it was. And it just keeps branching out. And I can't wait till we're at a point where it's so branched out that like no one even asks anymore. It's just like, whatever, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's also this, I feel like there's this divide happening too, where like, even within the gay community, like there's still like these cliques, like uh-huh. white mm-hmm. gay men are totally their own thing. Right. And mm-hmm. they have a lot more privilege than most. Yeah. And it can feel separate from like lesbians where I, like I saw this, uh, cute story of the reason why it's lgbt because it used to be gay and lesbian and the mm-hmm. reason why they put the l first was because of the the lesbians role in in the aids crisis and mm-hmm. taking care of of you know obviously lesbians were going were getting aids in a part of the the the, the epidemic as well but they were the ones stepping up and taking care of the men so like as a gesture of um solidarity and gratefulness because gays and lesbians don't necessarily get along at least um, yeah i mean i feel like i i roll my eyes and go lesbians to my gay boys all the time (laughs) like it's just like it's like a tradition like it's like the gays and the lesbians not liking each other is a thing but it's not actually a thing i feel like it's turning to not be a thing anymore but it's like a stereotype that we all like fuck around with and then like but the problem is too is like that's happening to like the trans community where people are coming out as gay but they're still like religious or they're deeply like masculine or whatever and they're not they're they're just tiptoeing into the gay experience and they're still holding on to some other labels that make them uncomfortable for whatever reason but like we can't ostracize Wait, but the trans what's, what's community the super masculine i don't i don't like i don't know how i feel about that i'm gonna it's, stop you there it's kind like, of a thing where it, like it's being disguised as like a preference where it's like i prefer masculine men over feminine feminine men and well, I mean, I get it, but it's like everyone has a type, right? And like, I remember back in the day being like, oh, you're not, I would never have guessed you were gay. I mean, I've done that recently. Like my newest gay friend, I was like, oh, I thought you were straight. And he's like, no, honey. And now I'm like, oh, okay. It just clicks. (laughs) And and it's just because like that label thing, right? mm -hmm. Because we have these, uh, these ideas of like what a gay person should be. And some men feel like they have to come out and specify that they're not feminine. Or you know, I'm still masculine or whatever, and they prefer mm-hmm. that in other in other men. And I can I I can slightly understand it as a preference, but it's also being used as like prejudice. Right. And um, I I just think it's a it's a poor choice of framing. I just think you should do it person by person, right? Just not write off people as right. a group. And and that's just that's happening to like the trans community as like we are the LGBT community, but they're they're the people that need help the most the, right now the broken limb right now yeah they're the yeah and and they're the ones that were that got us to where we were mostly in in terms of like yes they were the shakers Thank and movers you, and, mm-hmm. yeah marcia um marcia marcia p johnson yep um so starter of that riot by the way that led the, to pride yeah the stonewall riots um so it, it's just there's it, it's intermingled this way because we've supported each other in the past and we just need to not be dumbasses and and lean into labels like that. So I, it's just I mean, I'm totally to I'm totally with acknowledge you. Acknowledge all of that. But I also think like being a dumbass too is part of like being your in your twenties, whether you're gay, straight, or whatever the fuck. Mm. Um, so like, there's a I, lot of growing up we all have to do. <laughs> yeah, and I think um, you know, being over the top because I mentioned over the top gays at the top of the hour. Uh, <laughs> like 
I maybe it's just like we're all over the top when we're t- in our 20s like maybe that w- you know that was probably not great of me to even like you know what I mean but like I do think like dating in the 20s in my 20s was hard but at least there wasn't like all this like clicky bitchy shit that like you, mm-hmm. you know you were talking about I mean I guess there is I'm a fat chick no one wants to date me in my 20s now everyone does but <laughs> <laughs> that's no, all I, I do <laughs> I just uh, like uh, I think when people learn to see people as people and st- like there's it's this it's this gray area this double-handedness of holding like labels in one hand mm-hmm. and ambiguity in the other hand right we're not right. going to be able to perfectly explain somebody with labels but labels are still important in understanding who they are mm-hmm. and for identity and for like family yeah. because like when I came out as bi JD gave me a hug and said, "Welcome to the fam." And um, uh, it f- it was a symbol of like I just felt so um, comfortable, and like oh, I finally found like a little home um, because I wasn't gonna be. I mean, like all the all of the labels that I should have had found a home in. It just felt like he was welcoming me to a Thanksgiving dinner and that I was going to be accepted finally for who I actually was. So thank you for the label, right? The label, it helped me feel that sense right. of community. Um, yeah, and I mean, I feel, I feel that way, but I also feel like, again, that's part of coming in, becoming an adult. Like it's like having, making your own little mm-hmm. It's part of growing group. up. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Like Friendsgiving, um, we've been doing Friendsgiving for years now. <laughs> and I prefer it over Thanksgiving. So good. I prefer it over Thanksgiving. Yeah, and nobody judges you for eating all the sides. Like your grandpa doesn't say, like, aren't you gonna try turkey? And for the fifteenth year in a row, I have to say, I'm a sides gal. You should know this by now. Well, I mean, and everyone's drinking too. There's rum. <laughs> yeah, there's well, finally wine alcohol. With Thanksgiving dinner. Yes, <laughs> yeah, like someone always makes a sangria. Uh, oh. Yeah, I'm 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 down with Friendsgiving. It's way yeah. less. It's way it's and there's probably like a joint being passed, which is nice too. I I feel like if I feel like if family Thanksgiving adhered to like Friendsgiving rules, it would be a lot more chill. Like if we could just like get oh stoned, listen to good like good heavy metal while we're do- making <laughs> dinner, some sludge metal on the record player, you know. There's too much family trauma for family <laughs> Thanksgiving not to right. <laughs> and I feel also like Friendsgiving is separate sacred more sacred and like less attached to i mean because we all woke as fuck right um, but <laughs> you betcha i feel like it's not it's not about like let's celebrate the pilgrims it's like let's i'm celebrating together yeah. yeah i'm like, fucking thankful for values. you guys yeah. yeah and so that's why we're celebrating well and it's also it's just like here. the best meal man oh. yeah, it truly mashed potatoes with gravy and noodles in them sounds so good right uh, what? you guys don't put noodles in your gravy for thanksgiving no. uh, it's a german thing like spetzel spetzel i mean i don't know what it's called i know that my grandma put noodles Wait, in her fucking gravy <laughs> we're more we're more german than <laughs> okay my grandma's we've, been bo- we've been to bohemian way f- more than bobby has bohemian brewery <laughs> yeah <laughs> guys <laughs> well i know that i know the uh the representative okay for the company so suck it <laughs> restaurant yeah <laughs> um for the no. company or for the restaurant <laughs> no like just oh i have i have a album recommendation for people who are from richfield or a small town so the killers released oh, yeah, you a new told album me that. lately you told me that. did you listen to it 
It's no, cool. it's on my list of things to do. Listen, I knew Bobby. I knew JD's uh, episode was coming up soon. Like we were gonna record it, and I was like, during this drive your down to Richfield. I am going to listen to it. And as I'm passing by, it's so triggering. I'm listening to like that. That's um, where he's from. The train song, the song about the train, Quiet Town. Um, Thank you for recommending that because there is a um, comfort in hearing the voices. You're like, this sounds like my hometown. Uh, And then there's also this like anguish that you know you felt those feelings and. It's just a very it's it's a work of art. So yes, thank you for the recommendation. Um, very much hits home for people like even in Richfield, like they talk about like going to church in the West Hills in nature and just like the language that he uses and the words that he uses is mm-hmm. just it it's it reminds me of Richfield so much. Even though he's singing about Nephi, but it's like right next door, right? Yeah, it's so. like it's pretty close <laughs> as far as the world's concerned. But uh, no, it's I'm, I haven't gone. I'm going to Penguin next week, and it's seriously on my list. Okay, Pressure so. Machine is the album name. Well, I mean, I can just type in the Killers in Spotify, and it'll pull up the latest. <laughs> Sorry, that was bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting late. No, I'm just uh, I'm just in uh, a bad mood perpetually, so <laughs> it's a thing. Well, once you quit your job, no, probably won't help. <laughs> yeah, because then there's the money thing. <laughs> no, I mean I'm gonna be fine, and I've already I've already got like job interviews lined up, but it's just like I hate starting new jobs, so it's whatever. And I just hate working. I'm ready to be a trophy wife or a podcaster for a professional thing. I'm fine with it. Let's just do this. Let's I do want Chad wants. to be your my weekly sugar daddy, please. <laughs> I want Chad yes, to be my Chad. sugar daddy, too. Uh, your weekly reminder all. to rate, review, subscribe. Thanks, guys. Yeah. like, And this is another reason why I'm Your reviews about. might change someone's life. Yeah. Right. Your reviews. Chad. Oh, <laughs> that is cute. Um, but I will say uh, that I forgot I was going to say, fuck, what's wrong with me? <laughs> Uh, it's my uh, fault. God damn it. You, you interjected me, you bitch. Uh, no, I'm not worried about it. I, uh, shit'll buff. Shit'll buffer, and maybe the world will end soon. So, you know, we all got, we got the that. The fall of capitalism is imminent. Uh, well, the government's going to shut down again, for fuck's sake. I, if the government shuts down, everyone should get fired. Yeah. Yeah. Period. The, the government's like, not like going to shut down, but they might year. default. They just passed a bill tonight that oh, they're not going to, they're not going to shut down, but. They still got to not default on their debt. So well, freaking some. I saw a meme today that said I and it was Ted Cruz. It was a cartoon of Ted Cruz with a bomb strapped across his chest, and it was about the shutdown that happened eight years ago. He's like, I posted this eight years ago. He's like, What the fuck? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, for real. <laughs> what the fuck? Yep. Yeah. Nothing changes. Can someone just freaking kick freaking Ted Cruz in the head till he dies, please? <laughs> Could a horse kick Ted Cruz in the face? And Mitch McConnell, too. Can everyone vote against Mike Lee during the next election? That would be great, too. Thanks. Can we discuss why? Yeah, register to vote. Let's talk why. You're now with a reminder to register for vote. Is it it, it the election this year? It's not. No. No, No, but we've got primaries, Senate primaries that are starting to run up in Utah. Here's what I hate about living in in, uh, voting in Utah is that it's like two Republicans all the time. Yep. Yep. You know how you can influence that? run for office there's this loophole that only registered republicans can vote in the primaries for republicans Republicans, so if you want to have 
a vote in who is you have the to sign Republican. Up for Republican. Republican. Yeah. Representative. Then just do it. If they're going to make the loophole, do it. And then when you get, you can at least get somebody that you kind of agree with instead of somebody that you just f- flat out fucking hate. I refuse that was to register as a Republican. I refuse. I fucking refuse. So I, I struggle. I, I won't even re- register as a Democrat. But at least the Democrats will be like, vote for whoever you want. You can register as whoever you want, but vote for who you want. We'll take your vote, you know? Like, so I that refuse. was one reason why Chad and I um, were drawn to each other was because we were both Republicans. And it was like 2015, 2016 when we went on our first date. And so it was like the heat of the Republican primaries for 2016. Oh, Mitt and Romney. So like our, not Mitt Romney, um, oh, Trump. I forgot. Did you vote for Trump? Oh, no. Um, but That's we went to a John Kasich. It was like our third date. We went to a John Kasich rally together. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, it's honestly okay. Just big nerds. Nerds. <laughs> I miss the days when, like, you could be like, okay, you've got, you, you both have interesting things to say. One's a Democrat, one's a Republican. You both have interesting fucking things to say. I miss those days. Uh, they, yeah. uh, they were going on, like, when we were in high school. And then so, so we had to elect a black. God forbid. They really got their racists all riled up. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Christ's sake. Oh I remember God. I remember I was talking to a very intelligent person in high school. Like he, we went to high school together. He's from Panguage. But he's not from Panguage. He's from Vegas and he's very smart. And we were talking about Obama and I'm like, "Why don't you like Obama? Like tell me why. Like why don't you like civil rights and, you know, gay marriage?" I'm like, "You you're not the guy I knew because he's rich. That's why." And he goes, he dropped mm, the N-word immediately. Taxes. And I'm like, "I I'm like we're done." It's over mm. between us now. That sucks. I'm like, sorry, you're not intelligent enough to give me actual data of why you don't want Obama, right. except for the color of his fucking skin. Like, grow fucking up, dude. Grow up. Yeah. So I like we were both Republican, and I think we both unregistered during the Trump years at some point mm. and participated in the Democratic primary for 2020. Um, but then we have both since re-registered as Republicans so that we can participate in Utah politics. Good. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. But Spencer. I'm definitely a bleeding heart. Like, I just, I want people to be safe. And, yeah. and I think that can be paid for by taxes on wealthy people. So. I mean, I agree with that. But I also just feel like Utah is a huge fucking lost cause. And maybe that's a bad thing. Like, there's certain things I feel like I can control. And that has to do with, like, education and shit. Um, which I feel like is, I'm just thinking ahead, but like right now is as far as the state of Utah is concerned, like I'm just like, um, yeah, we do all have to fight in our lanes where we stand. We can't just be like, we're all piling in on this one cause. Like there's so many causes Mm -hmm. to be educated on and to help educate others on. So like be in your lane and fight for that. Like that's fair. Yeah. Putting your energy where you can to help make it better. Well, and like I remember voting and I was like, okay, A, I don't want to register as a Republican. I just don't. I feel like I hate because the reason why I feel like we got all this fucking shit in the world right now is misinformation. And if mm-hmm. if everyone in Utah is registered as a Republican just so they can participate in politics, that sends a message to the whole entire country and the world that we are not what we are. So I'm just like, perception mm-hmm. is reality. And if that means that my vote for Cox or Lee isn't going to count, I don't give a fuck because they're both awful. I, like, looked at both of them and I was just like, I hate, I hate, like, every every person I researched for, like, governor and all this shit, I was just like, ah, oh, they all seem awful. And, I'm like, I send Cox hate mail all the time. I don't know if you knew that about me. 
<laughs> but like I'm like you're so fucking stupid and like me and uh fucking Senator Hatch have gotten into it like face to face before like I <laughs> true. I don't oh give a God. fuck we took him on face to face yeah he like uh I it was just when I was in high school and he did like he was beating with his constituents and he was like trying to like be schmoozy and I'm like what are you what did you do with her all day like what are you doing for me <laughs> yeah they ate, they ate at her restaurant closed it down didn't tip well they said yeah yeah i was just like uh and i was just like cool bye stupid and he was like i remember him writing the tip like look how much we gave you he he, he didn't close it down they just rented out a banquet room but they were there all morning and they only left a 15 dollar tip oh my god and so i was like cool my tax dollars hard at work thanks wow <laughs> what a wiener yeah i remember like looking at the tip and like raising my eyebrow and, like being like so what did you do back there all day <laughs> It wasn't even my Wasted all either. his money. Oh, sorry. That was not appropriate. <laughs> um, I mean, he was doing, I don't know. He was doing something. I don't know what he was doing. It was probably a big old circle jerk, if I can guess. Do you he have was anything else? all of his money for taxes. I mean, right? his yacht. Just kidding. Well, I'm sure he claimed that he left a $150 tip, you know. 15,000 cent tip. <laughs> 15,000 cent tip. You poor that's, people just need to try even. harder. <laughs> Yeah. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. It's possible. Not impossible. Do you have anything else you want to say? A little housekeeping? Are we missing something here? I'm good. Yeah? Like we, covered, we covered my agenda that I definitely <laughs> typed up and was been referring <laughs> to the whole time. Oh, yeah. Kendra <laughs> told me. I was like, I laughed so hard. I'm like, that's so cute. I'm glad we <laughs> finally know. I'm I glad I finally know who you are. Because I'm like, I, I feel I'm like. I'm surprised I it's through Brent. Like, that's. That's still funny. I love that I call him Arden. <laughs> Everyone in Sigurd calls him Brent. I call him Arden. I mean, his name is Arden. I, I thought know, you were talking about like Brent Gubler again. <laughs> his <laughs> name's Senor Gubler. Get it right. <laughs> Senor. Um, I seriously, I'm so scared he's going to call and yell at me. Him and Mr. <laughs> Benjamin. Like, I'm so scared. Whatever. It'll make you hard. It's fine. <laughs> well, it will. I mean, like, I'm like, okay, yes, daddy. But, like, also. You'll <laughs> be like. Come take care of me, I can see you being like, look, Bobby, I think it's kind of funny, but it's also like, I'm a married man. I have a prestigious facilities in Richfield. Principal at the high school. (laughs) You're writing his script right now. (laughs) And I'm doing a pretty, like, decent impression. (laughs) I'm doing the hand motions, too. Like, so what I'm asking you is, like, would you cool it, please? I'm getting a lot of shit from it. (laughs) No, senor, I will not. No habla espanol. (laughs) (laughs) all right jd well thanks for coming on we appreciate you and we had a good time thanks for having me it's been fun um we love you bro do we say these things say these things things. in the name of jesus christ Amen. amen is this the place podcast is written recorded and edited at titan tower studios our theme song is by bobby and our cover art is by jessica sanchez This is our story, as we see it. We believe it to be true as far as it is translated correctly. If you liked the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. We have dedicated a lot of our time and talents, and we really appreciate your support. Maybe this isn't the place, but you are definitely the people making this possible. Thank you.